What's up, guys? Welcome back. I'm Colton McCormack. I'm Joe Cashin. This is the Certified Wrench Podcast. Who's ready for this one? Are you ready? Ready. <laughs> we have finally guilt tripped this person into coming on to the podcast after how many months now? Probably two months. Two months? Three months? Maybe three. We've got the guy with two first names, Stephen Jason, also known as my work wife. Yeah, unfortunately, I get to work with you every day. Why are you talking so quiet? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> unfortunately, <laughs> I get to work with you every day. <laughs> Is that better? That's much better. Good. Uh, yeah, we guilt tripped this guy into coming onto the podcast, and he finally was able to break the chain a little bit and get out here. And it would happen like right after we had the other Steven on. Yeah, so, so we got two Steves yeah. in a row. This one's just spelt wrong, apparently. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, Steve, uh, work wife. Um, I think this episode should be more of a just bullshit episode, just hanging out, talking. We'll talk work and stuff. We'll, we can run down your background or whatever, but I think we should just have fun with this episode. Yeah, whatever you want. I got some notes here that I wrote out. But first, we got to set some ground rules here. Oh. <laughs> you can't talk about my seat placement in my service truck. <laughs> I wish the logo on our service trucks wasn't in that because I want to share that so bad. Just blot it out. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to blur on there. take yeah. a picture of it or something and blur that out. Yes, because that video is so fucking funny because you're so oblivious and you just look at me like, Yep. Oh, he's recording. Did you show Joe that one? Yeah, I yeah. got it. I'm like, what are you what are you sending me a video of? And then you're like, look how far forward his seat is. <laughs> Wasn't even paying attention, just I think it was on my phone or something waiting for you to finish fueling and No, we were at the job site waiting for our eight fifty to come in so we could tear it down. Oh, you did it twice though. You did it at the fuel island too, that one. Oh yeah, that's that one. I was like, I finally got this guy talked into it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I uh yeah, I'm pretty excited. I, dude, I, I've been building you up on this podcast for so long. Like, this dude's going to come on. He, he's got funny-ass stories. He tells me all the time. And you're going to bomb it, huh? Yeah, it's going to be so boring. <laughs> he's going to be like, yeah, I used to work on John Deere and Terrible. Caterpillar. And I come from Central California and all this stuff, huh? Don't dis Just don't disappoint me. That's a secret. You're not supposed to say that I'm from California. If I got to admit it, you got to admit it. Anyway, let's talk about you a little bit, I guess. Yeah. And kind of give the rundown and just make people know that you are actually a mechanic and you deserve to be on this podcast. Sure. You're just not some random guy, you know. You found. That we found. So, 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 like, back in the day, how'd you know that this was what you were going to do? I didn't. Um, so my dad did it, you know, his whole life, well... Most of his whole life, but he never worked on like <clears throat> equipment or trucks or anything. He worked on like cars and you know pickups and stuff. So I was like, I don't really want to do this. I went to culinary school, like cooking school. You know, I didn't really get a degree or anything, but I got like a certificate. And then that was, I mean, we're about the same age. So that was like, you know, 2008, 2009 when everything was terrible and you couldn't find a job. Yeah. So. I was working at a restaurant, probably making like, I don't know, eight bucks an hour, working like barely any work. And my mom worked at um, 
Making any work? You mean, I mean any money? Any money, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Making any money. So my mom worked at this, um, it's like a fastenal. You know what fastenal is, right? Like, of course. It's, it's, it's like that. And this this guy was one of the customers. He came in all the, he would come in all the time, like two, three times a week, getting, you know, hardware, nuts and bolts and stuff. And he was always like, hey, I need guys. I'm looking for guys. I'm looking for guys. So my mom's like, hey, go give this guy a call. Maybe he'll hire you. So he had like a little welding shop and. He worked on like trailer, like tanker trailers and bottom dumps and end dumps, and he made like conveyors and stuff. It's like a fab shop, basically. So I went in there, talked to him. He gave me a job. Only worked there for oh, eight, nine months, just because lots of sketchy things he did. I didn't like. I was kind of scared. How was the transition from a restaurant to that? It was definitely hard because, like, you know, restaurants. It's not that it's not hard work, but you're standing up all day, but. You know, you have like a little three foot radius you work in. You know, the fridge is here, the stove's over here. You don't really move around anywhere. Yeah, it's hot, but it's still still in a climate controlled restaurant. You know, it's not like you're outside in the sun. That was definitely hard, but it was all right. Mm. And then worked there. He did some sketchy things that kind of scared me. So I left. Kind of, it was one of the first times I ever just quit a job without having anywhere to go just because I was honestly that scared. Like <laughs> one of the times he's getting a pallet off of like a, you know, like those racks at home Depot, you know, like they had, they have all the pallets and stuff on them. Mm -hmm. So he had a pallet up real high and there was a light and I was like, Hey, watch the light. And he like backs up and like shatters the light and the glass goes all over me or the light bulb, I guess. And I was like, yeah, this is probably not. <laughs> I have a story like that kind of, I was lifting a truck up. It was like an F three fifty gasser with a four sixty in it. Had this big old plumber's bed on it with a rack and it had pipes on it and I wasn't paying attention. I was raising it up on the rack. <laughs> Blew out fucking all these lights, fluorescent lights. And the guy that was sitting there talking to me, because I was totally distracted, like pushing the button. And uh <laughs> blew them all out and he was like <laughs> all <laughs> freaking out. You guys can't see what it just did if you're listening. Just picture, uh, what's a good reference for what I just did? A little kid getting scared. There we go. For sure. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go oh, ahead. yeah. <clears throat> so after that, I found a uh, Craigslist and there's this little concrete company I was hiring. So I went there and that's kind of where I learned most of everything. Oh, yeah. You're going to go into the sunglass story. <laughs> Wait, why are we wearing sunglasses? I forgot. You're blind? No, my. Uh, Ray Charles. Oh, little yeah. we'll talk about yeah. that later. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working at as like a concrete company. They had like mixer trucks, bottom dumps, you know, end dumps, all that stuff. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's kind of where I learned a lot of stuff. Because, um, you know, at the, at the the tank place, I call it the tank place, the fab shop, they didn't do nothing, you know, on engines or brakes or any of that stuff. It was all welding, basically. So I kind of learned everything there. Not everything, but learned a lot of stuff there. And that place was kind of weird. The boss was real cheap, like real cheap. So they'd, like, do brake kits, you know, and or brakes, and he wouldn't get the ki the spring kits, you know. You ever reuse those? Like putting a clutch in something and not resurfacing the flywheel. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was pretty, there. pretty bad. But I definitely learned quite a bit. And then... We had a little disagreement. I had a little disagreement with the boss, and I decided to go somewhere else. Which funny story is, 
few years later, um, five, six years later, went, I was still just dating my wife at the time, but he actually lived like three houses down from where her parents lived. So that was kind of funny, but. You ran into him? Yeah, <laughs> I ran into his son. Yeah. His son worked there too, and I ran into his son, and I was talking to them, and he's like, oh, my dad's on the porch, and I go to wave at him, and his dad like basically turned around and went in the house, like didn't even <laughs> want to say anything to me, and I was like. That's what I do to you at work. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, because I used to call him out on all his bullshit, you know, like I would, that's why he didn't like me, because I'm like, it's not the right way to do it. Like, I didn't know much, but I knew that wasn't right. Yeah. Like using scotch locks on trailer lights, you know? That'll fix it. Yeah, so. Don't even get Joe started. <laughs> oh, uh, we blamed something on you the other day. Wait, what did zip I do? ties. Uh, remember those Apparently zip ties? Apparently you use white zip ties. No, I just, no. you said, did I do that on the trailer that oh, we were yeah. working on? White and I said, no, we'll just blame it on Steve just because. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other day when I was working on one of our 850s doing those lines, um, you know, it had the wedge locks, had the three little, what are they, quarter inch hy- hydraulic lines? Yeah. Or hoses, I guess. There, but it zip ties to the line. And there's one that I I zip tied it, but I couldn't quite reach to cut it. And I was like, should I just leave that? Because no one's gonna just hit that angle on that bitch. Get yeah. that sharp point. I was like, no one's gonna notice that. I mean, this thing's like 12 foot in the air. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I've, oh. I I was able to get it, but the boss man would notice. Yeah, he'd I, drive right out there, be driving down the road, and look up and see that see some it bitch. from the street. Yes. Yeah, that's why I was like, <laughs> I'll just do it. It's not that. It wasn't that hard to reach, but it was a little more of a stretch than I wanted to do. Our boss <clears throat> is super good at that. Like. I'll go and inspect a full machine and think I got it top to bottom. And he'll walk out there after I spent like hours on this thing, looking it over and be like, well, what about that? You know, I'm like, I didn't freaking see that. Yeah. (laughs) He does it so much. How do you, uh, did he do that to your pre-purchase? You drove all the way down to South Texas for? No, I I did. I did good on that one. Why is the door still messed up? Miss that. So that was, what's (laughs) we can, we can talk about that. Was that the same one you posted with the offset cab? No, no. <laughs> that was. We'll, we're gonna dive into. Yeah, that I want to know. I don't even know. He that. doesn't even know about it. I saw the pictures. That's about it. Um, no, I that one. The doors are messed up because that was worked into the deal that when they were supposed to replace them, well, the doors were on back order, and they were gonna just ship them to us, and we can put them on. Well, one came in and it was orange. It was Hitachi orange. <laughs> so, go on. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, but did it come in a John Deere bag? Yeah, <laughs> you know that video keeps getting tons of comments, and it's like it's a joke, man. So that's we'll have to go into that later too. Yeah, we can talk about YouTube. We can get that YouTube blown up. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, work history, I guess. Yeah. So after there, I went <clears throat> after the concrete place. I went to like just a couple. There was like an ag place, but I only went there for like a, a week or so. Just I ended up at a container. Like they hauled containers out of the port of Oakland, and they had all Kenworths. Um, probably like twelve or thirteen, and I did that for mm, about six months. And then I got fired. Why'd you get fired? I don't really know exactly. I mean, wait, was that <clears throat> where did you say that was? There was a container. Like so, it was a container place oh. they hauled, like um, those twenty foot containers out of the port of Oakland and into the port of Oakland. Yeah, it was like it was like chicken feed and stuff. Should- they would haul. Is that is isn't uh, th- no that's the port of Stockton I'm thinking that's like the highest drug yeah whatever anyway I got a funny story about port of Stockton too but <laughs> I got a picture on that one too um so it's it's kind of messed up so like 
I don't, they, they never really explained why they fired me, but basically we would come in every Saturday and like service the trucks. And I, I brought up to the, he wasn't the boss. He was like the dispatcher. He only owned like, I think five or 6% of that company. But I was like, can I just stay late? It's like, you're going to pay me four hours overtime anyway. If I come in on Saturday for an hour, can I just like stay late on like a Tuesday and a Wednesday or something and do it? That way I don't have to come in Saturday. And they didn't really like that idea, so I, I went to the the owner and asked him, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a great idea." Well, I guess that pissed off the dispatcher, and somehow they worked up a story, got me fired, which was kind of messed up too, because it was like it was like two weeks after I got married, and like two weeks before Christmas, they fired me. Yeah, that's kind of jacked up. Yeah, <clears throat> and my dad even was like, "They could have waited to the beginning of the year. Like, they could have waited like three weeks. It's not like it was that big of a deal." That's uh, that goes to show how petty and uh how i mean just some people in this industry are just you get their feelings hurt and they go after you and you're like boy i didn't know it was gonna hurt your feelings that bad like i was just trying to uh make a suggestion then they get their little ego bruised and oh it sucks sometimes you know you know what the best one is is like when you quit a dealership and you tell them yeah i'm thinking i'm gonna go work at this place and I'm going to um, <clears throat> work to start my own business. And then they fire your wife because she works for the same company because she's going to give me all their customers. That's pretty bad. I mean, uh, that's what happens when you do that. You know, don't I'm sure do that's that. never happened before. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> sound familiar at all. <laughs> well, actually, I, <clears throat> I ran into the owner like of that place like maybe three or four years later when, um, when I was at the John Deere dealer. He was hauling a load out of a place that I was working on a loader, and he was like super apologetic and like just talking to me. And I was like, "You know, it's just business. Like, I don't fault anybody for having to make a business decision, but you could have waited." But he was all right about it. And it's like maybe being fired there wouldn't have led to what I was at, or you know, where I'm at now, or whatever. You know, so you got to think about it that way too. And it was the point, like, we didn't have kids and, like, bills or anything like we have now. So it's like, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal at the time. Yeah, but was it was it kind of back in the time where it was still kind of hard to find a job or? No, no, because I found a uh, a job pretty quick. It was like, I'm trying to think, it was, it was like, it was 2015. So it was like right oh, okay. at the end of 2015 when that happened. Mm-hmm. Which it wasn't, I didn't, didn't make that much money anyway. So it, the job I... I ended up going to the Peterbilt dealer, which was like Peterbilt International dealer, and it, it paid quite a bit more. And You got ran off from there too, didn't you? <laughs> Not exactly. That was different. So I worked there, Peterbilt International. It was Peterbilt International, which was cool. And it was awesome because they had just built like a brand new shop. Like I started in January of, I think it was 2016, and they had just moved in to that place like maybe a month before I worked there. And it was like, I don't know how big the place was, but it was probably 10 acres or something. It was huge. And then the building was like air conditioned and heated and had fans and like had those cool doors where like you just drove up to it and they like, they opened automatic and you just drive in. So it was like all these, it was a, it was a massive shop. So it was the BMW of Peterbilt. Yeah, it was cool. They modeled it. Apparently what I heard is they, there was some, I think Kenworth dealer in somewhere in Arizona that they basically modeled it off of. It was like the same, same idea. It was a little bit different, but huge place, like huge parts area. It was a really nice shop. It's kind of sad to leave there, 
But how long did you work there? Um, till it was about six. No, it was probably about, it was November, so like eleven months. Did you uh, have any sort of specialty while you were there? Uh, y- yes and no. So they had they hired like a lot of the the guys from UTI, you know, that came through right. the international program and the Peterbilt program. So those guys wanted to do like the the check engine lights and the EGR coolers and the and you know so they wanted me to do like brakes and clutches and stuff which was fine i mean i didn't care it was easy i thought it was easy all those guys hated that shit but it was like like this is and super then they easy. screw up everything they touch no well i mean <laughs> there was a few guys that were were pretty bad there but a lot of them were actually pretty good like i didn't think coming out of UTI you'd know very much was that peterbilt a flat rate dealer or no no so they did like we were paid hourly but you got a bonus for for flat. If you met your flat rate, you got a bonus, basically. Right. And I, I mean, I'd get it usually every month or so. It was like, it was like you had to bill so many hours, and you had to. So you had to bill so many hours, and you had to be your numbers had to be like eighty percent. Right. So you had to bill like hundred hours a month or whatever it was, week, month. I don't remember. And then you had to be like this much proficiency, and then you got a bonus. Yeah, that's how the the Freightliner was that I worked for, which was nice. But then when you end up with a lot of warranty work or you end up with the kind of stuff that nobody else wanted because you're halfway decent at fixing stuff. And it's like here, the old guy didn't want this one. So you get it. And you're like, okay, now I'm screwed on my efficiency bonus. Yeah. But anyways, interruption there. Oh, and then like one thing that kind of messed me up too is like, I remember one time they gave me this, it was like a, I had to rebuild the whole like rear suspension on an international. Like, I don't, they had like these aluminum brackets that were riveted to the frame. And like, I, I can't remember exactly, but like the, the sp- spring like walked over into the aluminum and there was like a huge, like it wore like a hole into the aluminum. So like I had to do all this, like cut all these, you know, what are those things huck, where... Huck bolts. Yeah, there you go, huck bolts. Cut all these huck bolts off and, like, redo all this stuff. And and they're like, well, you didn't make your efficiency this month. I'm like, yeah, well, what's the flat rate for that? Yeah. Or whatever. And they like, oh, there isn't one. Well, how's that my fault? Like, right. that was... It was like a huge... It probably took me a week to do all this work. You know, because you had to, like, move the axles and all this stuff. And, yeah, that was... Joe would have had it done in, like, <clears throat> a day. Yeah. No, don't get me working on <laughs> suspension, man. But it was so there's another like so they had like this board where they'd hang all the work up. And then this guy, super cool guy, I, they called him like the I can't I think they called him like the foreman, but they had like a shop foreman for night shift and day shift, but then this guy basically he was the go between between the mechanics and the service rider. But so he, he was still a tech or no? No, he was like a a foreman, he was like right. an office guy, but so he would hand out the work, and then when you were done, he would, like, go over your work and, like, okay, hey, add this to the story or whatever, and then he would send it to the service writer. But so he'd hang – there was, like, this big old board they'd hang all the stuff on. And I remember I came in one one day, and I go over to my board, and it has a clutch job. Cool. So I grab it, you know, start working on the truck, whatever. Probably six hours into the day, you know, get the clutch out everything, the flywheel. Oh, hey, it needs a rear main seal. So I go over to the guy. Hey, it needs a rear main seal. And he's like – you're here? I'm like, yeah, what do you mean I'm, I'm here? He's like, oh, I didn't think you were here today. I didn't see you all day. I was like, yeah, well, I came in and you had that clutch job on my on my hook. So I started, he's like, "That I didn't give you that job. I'm like, what do you mean it gave me that job? 
Well, yeah, one of the one of the other guys didn't want to do the clutch job, so we put it on my hook. And I didn't think anything about it, so I just start working on the truck. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, go ahead and do it. But he's like, I was wondering where you were today. I thought you weren't here today. I was hiding under this fucking truck. Yeah, I was like, I already, it's already almost done. It needs more work. But, but I ended up, I didn't get ran off from that place. But what happened is we were talking about, I bought, I, Snap-on had just came out with like those flush cuts, you know. I don't, I don't know if they were new or whatever. But I had just seen them. So I wanted to buy them. And. They're probably 60 bucks or whatever. Yeah, maybe a lot, but whatever. I always wanted a pair, and then I was showing one of the other guys, and he's like, wait, you paid $60 to cut a zip tie flush. I was like, I, I guess. I, I just I want them. He's like, well, flat rate doesn't pay to cut zip ties, so I don't cut zip ties. I'm like, you just leave them long? He's like, yeah, flat rate doesn't pay that. I was like, well, I don't really care about the flat rate. I want to get the work done right. And I guess the service manager heard me say that or, or heard something and he didn't like that too much. So they made it work in there pretty difficult. So whatever. But I found out like, I don't know, three or five, I found out it's probably just like a year ago that he actually got fired from that place and he's somewhere else now. But that's beside the point. But yeah, he didn't like that I said that. But I don't like you, so. Yeah. Whatever. Didn't bother me. Oh, dang it. I fr- did I introduce him as my work wife? Yeah, yes, I did. Probably. Okay. My bad. We'll get to that, too. Yeah. Okay, Joe Biden. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, working in a truck dealer, uh, was that your only only truck dealer experience? or? Yeah, so I was kind of getting burned out on trucks. I had worked on trucks for um, probably since 2014, so probably three or four years at that point. And I was kind of getting burned out on trucks because I just... I didn't really want, I don't know, it was just getting burned out on them because I felt like it was going towards cars, you know, where you don't rebuild anything, you just replace stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'm kind of getting bored of this. And my father-in-law had been trying to get me to go to the cat dealer anyway, but it was union and I really didn't, I really didn't want to get into the union. So I, I, I didn't want to go. And then at that point, basically like, I was like, well, let me figure out what I got to do to get in there. So I asked him, my father-in-law, I said, hey, you know what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. So I was like, hey, maybe I'm, I want to go to the cat dealer. I kind of want to change anyway. Equipment sounds kind of fun. So he's like, hey, go talk to this guy who turned out to be the PSSR. And they, they basically hired me at the cat dealer. And that's kind of where that went. And I really like the cat dealer. I mean, we were talking about this the other day, but. I don't know if upper management, middle management at cat dealers just all like, is that like a part of the job just to be a dumbass or what? Yeah, uh, we're going to have to ask my wife. <laughs> well, no, I mean like like above her level, not that level, like uh, the management above that. I don't know. Just I'm not going to talk too much shit just because I think some of them listen, so yeah. I don't want to get her in trouble. So if you guys are listening, I'm sorry for what this guy just said. Go yell at Steven. Yeah. Hey, okay. I, I've never worked at the one here. How about that? I've worked at two different cat dealers, and middle management level is all kind of the same, I've noticed. Did, so you started off in the shop, I'm sure, Yeah. as a mechanic, or did they kind of hire you as a yeah. newbie with no experience in, in a, on equipment or what? No, so I was a mechanic. Um, basically, like, it's a percentage of – like journeyman basically is how they did it. So I was like, I think it was like 70% or 
which is like you don't not know anything, but then you don't you're not full level. And I picked everything up pretty good. I mean, the guy that I worked with directly was like um what do they call it? Like a lead man. I remember I was working on a extenda extendable stick on a backhoe. You can call it extend a hoe. Yeah, extend a hoe. Cat <laughs> calls it something different, I think. I'm but just kidding. Like it's extendable dipper stick or whatever. But I was doing the cylinder and he's like, That's kind of advanced for you. I was like, Oh, okay. I just didn't I just kind of ignored him. And I got it done and he's like, Wow, actually I didn't think you'd be able to do that. So that got good and they started giving me better stuff and it was cool because I was working on they the way that it's it's different. It was different when I left, but when I started, they had it basically they had like three teams. So they had like it was like BCP, CCE, which is like small excavators, backhoes, like skid steers, all the little stuff. And then they had um they called it like heavy shop, which is like all the big stuff. And then we were basically rental. So we did anything that was a rental machine and new sales. So like if if uh somebody bought like a new skid steer and wanted an attachment, we did that or like if the rental department had like a 336 that they wanted a thumb or something. We did all that. So that's what was cool is like we were kind of the the team that I was on did a lot of different stuff, small, big, medium. Like it was really nice. It got got you to learn a lot of different stuff. So let me ask you a question. I don't <clears throat> I don't know if you can see or not, but uh Joe as you're talking, I can see the gloss in his eyes. Besides the the shine from the cameras, I could see the boredom in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty boring, pretty boring guy here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not trying to be. You're mean. blinding me with that light, though. I'm sorry. Oh. Here, I'll turn it down. Um, I could just I need my sunglasses. I could just see Joe's face, like <laughs> as you're talking. <laughs> we could do a fast track here. So yeah, let's make a make this story long get to the funny the fun stuff (laughs) so i was gonna go into a field truck there and i applied at the local john deere dealer which was just right down the road and it's funny they had a welding class like i was already planning on leaving but there was a welding class and i was like i really want to do this welding class so i'm not gonna say anything till after i do this welding class (laughs) so i did the welding class and then the next day i told them i quit They, they weren't very happy about that but so I went down to the John Deere dealer. I took like a $6 race to do that. It was same union and everything, so it was pretty pretty easy. Worked there for a couple years. We moved to Hawaii. Um, didn't really work out. So then we ended up here, and so I ended up working with you. What, uh, as far as Hawaii, I mean, like, that's a, it's quite the jump, I guess. What possessed you guys to want to make that move? Well... 2020 and what do they call it spicy cough was going on yes so i know we can't say the other word because you get demonetized but you do all well, the money that we make on this podcast no <laughs> yeah well i know you like get demonetized if you say covid no i just know on youtube like you're not supposed to say it because you can get labeled as like misinformation and stuff like even what? if you're just saying it so yeah i didn't know that yeah it's it's it can happen so okay. I, I don't say it but we were kind of looking to leave california anyway we're just like we're done. Lots of reasons, and we were kind of getting bored. And we'd honestly seen the way the house prices were going too. So we're like, well, maybe we can make some money on this. So we actually ended up making quite a bit of money on the house. We sold we sold the house in in California, and then we were able to buy a house in Hawaii and still have a 
a pretty good amount of money that we made. But it still fucked you in the end. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but we were just ready to move, and I honestly don't really know how Hawaii came about, but we were like... Uh, had you ever been to Hawaii prior? Yeah, we we were in, we went to Maui a couple times okay. or once. Okay, because um, I was like, oh, you just looked at some pictures on your phone. Like, we're going there. And I got a cat dealer there. No. <clears throat> yeah, so I did end up working at the cat dealer there. <laughs> right. Uh, um, Hawaii's difficult though. So like, the reason it, we got there and the reason that I, we left is like, there's not a lot of work there. You wouldn't you would think that they're you know going. From anywhere else to there, you'd think, like, uh, being a mechanic, you're like, you know, there's work everywhere, but you get there and there's, like, there's not, like, there's mechanic. There's not constant construction everywhere. Yeah. Like, there's mechanic work, but it's, like, these guys don't leave. Like, I ended up working at the cat dealer there for, like, a year and a half, and nobody leaves. Like, the top guy there had been there, like, like 26 years, <laughs> and then the lowest guy had been there, like, seven. It's, like, nobody leaves. So... I wasn't expecting how hard that would be, and and I was um, I was service advisor, and that's that's a real stressful job and real hard, and I'm like budgeting and all that stuff. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't want to do this, and then <clears throat> I felt like I was gonna get fired every day, so I was like, you know what, maybe this isn't the best idea. Plus, we were kind of getting to the point where you get like they call it rock fever because it's a big island, but. There's not a lot to do. You kind of, after you've done the touristy stuff, it's like, it gets kind of boring. You're like, there's not much to do. There's not much to see. You're kind of isolated, so. So he hit up your boy over here. Unfortunately. And was like. Worst mistake ever. Like, <laughs> I need a job. Who be hiring? I'm like, you came to the right place, my boy. I'm just kidding. Well, um, so I was working at the cat dealer in Hawaii, and all the guys were following. Um, are we allowed to say his name? Um, Caterpillar wrenching on Instagram. Oh yeah, Quentin. That's yeah. my dog. So they were all following him. So I, I started following him, and and he actually works at the same dealer that I worked at in California. And I was just talking to him, and he posted something about you, like your podcast. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I started listening. I was like, "Actually, that's kind of good." Kinda. This is like the early days, like oh poor, yeah. poor sound quality. Yeah, <laughs> this is like when you first started. So it was probably like probably like a month or so because I think you only had like two or three episodes up at that point. But we were kind of getting ready. We were we wanted we were getting it to the point where we were ready to leave Hawaii, and we knew we weren't going back to California. So we were like, where can we go? And my aunt lives here in in DFW area. So we were like, well, maybe. Maybe that'll work out. And I started like looking at jobs and like what was getting me is like Indeed. Like I'd go on Indeed and it's like there'd be like, oh, there's 78 new jobs today. Like I don't know if they were new, but it's like Indeed does that thing where like if you haven't seen it, it says it's new. So it's like I kept seeing like all. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of work out there. And then that's how I. Yeah, but you search field service technician and it's like, oh, you want to work for this pest control? And like you get hit up by these tree services. I'm like, no, no, no. It yeah. says distinctly in my shit what I want. I don't have Indeed no more, but. Can I yeah. tell you something? Oh, yeah, go. I've never got a job off a job website. Uh, I don't think I have. Oh, no. No, I don't think I have either. I had it just to see. I had it for years because I was looking way back in the day. 
And then I kept it up just to see what there was. Because you never know. Maybe there's somebody like, hey, we're looking for this guy, $100,000 starting. I'm like, you got me. But no, I had it forever. And then I kept it when we we're trying to look for a technician so I can see the post and share it. Anyway. You know, I've had pretty good luck with Indeed. So I found the, the John Deere dealer in California. I found them on Indeed. And then when I was in Hawaii, I worked at the Kenworth dealer. as I sold parts there and. I um this I guy, found that on Indeed too. This guy's worse than that popular girl in high school, you know, jumping been all around. the been, yeah. been been around. Peterbilt, uh, International, yeah. Cat, John Kenworth. Deere. Yep. I worked at Kenworth. <laughs> I sold parts at Kenworth. That was fun. I actually really liked that job. Like how many uh how many upset customers came in about their pack cars? MX. So <laughs> I'm probably wrong on this, but it seems to me that in Hawaii, there was only like twelve or thirteen pack cars at this yeah. point. Like nobody wanted them. Like, well, when it gets over there, it's like you probably just want the stuff that everybody knows and can keep going. Yeah, ex- exactly. Isn't hard to get parts for. So the cool thing about whoops, what was that? Sorry, <laughs> a little close <laughs> to the microphone there, kid. So the the cool thing <laughs> though is selling the parts is is at least I don't know if it's still this way, but the pack car stuff like if it was a pack car engine part. It was free overnight shipping, like which you is y'all not, had a, web, a DRDC or a PDC. Um, it just no, not in Hawaii. Most of that stuff somewhere came, from like the West Coast that would ship directly to you. Yeah, so most of it came out of Seattle. Yeah. Oh yeah, Renton. Yeah, so we would get it out of Seattle, but if it was a Packard engine part, they would basically do free overnight shipping, which would take like three days anyway. But still, which that made few guys that had the pack cars they were happy about that because you'd be like oh yeah this and it's how much is shipping oh it's free because your engine yeah so even if it was out of warranty i think they still did it i mean well just now uh they've got one in okc and whenever i need stuff if they do one run every day so if you order it at the right time you can get it tomorrow if you order from the pdc in okc but yeah anyways the uh kenworth how long did you work there um yeah, not you're that right. Long. This a does few weeks. <laughs> no, um, been around. So yeah. Colton, he's not your work wife for long. He's yeah. moving on to the next one. No. So, um, it was probably six months, but I, I, I went. In, I told you the story about why I left, but some things happened and it put me in a really awkward spot. I was like, you know what? I, I'm not. Let's tell that story. I like that story. Yeah. So. I'm sure nobody listens on there, but no names mentioned. But I don't yeah, really care if nobody listens. So. <laughs> We had to work Saturdays, which which I didn't. I hated Saturdays because you only you had to work four hours, but nobody ever came in. I mean, sometimes you'd sell one or two lights, and it's like it costs more money to come in and turn the lights on and me be here than I make. So I hated it. Well, I, I I had a I had to work Saturday, and then I I took the Monday off because I I don't know why, but I just I wasn't gonna work that Monday, so it was scheduled. So Saturday, you know, nobody came in. Whatever, locked up, left. I got a text from the other guy that um, there was another, there was two counter guys, me and then another parts guy. So he texts me, he's like, hey, where's the, where's the cash in the cash drawer? And I'm like, well, we, um, I sent, when we got big, like, you get like hundreds and fifties, you'd send it for change. So I was like, oh, I sent, I don't remember how much it was. I was like, I sent it for change because, you know, all we had was hundreds. And then he's like, no, and sent me a picture. It was all gone. The only thing in there was the change. And I'm like, 
well, it was there when I left on Saturday. I was like, was the door locked? Did somebody break in? He's like, no, nobody broke in. The door was locked when I came in. He would get there like like six. He'd get there pretty early, so he was usually the first guy there. He's like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it was there when I left. It's like, it just put me in a really awkward spot. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with this. You know, they didn't have a safe. They didn't have a, like, even like a lockbox. It was like a, a wood desk drawer with like a, a key in it. So like you could have pulled hard enough and probably broke the drawer. But it put me in a really awkward spot. So I was like, you know what? I, I'm not going to be a part of this. So I just kind of left it like out of nowhere. That was kind of real scary because I'm like, what happens if they blame me for something else? Motherfucker stole it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was only like 200 bucks. And I'm like, why am I going to steal like 200 bucks and like get put, you know, and especially how small of a place that is. Like when you put your label does that, you know, it make it could make you a lot harder. Didn't they kind of like, oh, well, it was probably so-and-so because yeah. so-and-so is known for this? Yeah, they were like, well, it was probably this guy because apparently it, it had happened before and this other guy, they didn't, didn't own up to it, but they figured out it was probably him. So they weren't like trying to blame me or anything, but I was like, well, what happens if like something more expensive, you know, because it wasn't like it was like millions of dollars. It was probably like like 200 bucks. But like what happens if like something big went missing and... And plus, it was just, you had to work way, t- way too much for what you got paid. It's terrible. And now we're here. Yep. Now we're, we're here in Tejas. I hired this, well, I hired this guy. What's stupid? I got him an interview at my shop. Eh? I think he kind of hired you on the spot, no? Yeah, so you sent me the ad and I had, um, let's see how that goes. So you sent me the ad. I had talked to him a little bit, and then I was planning on coming out anyway because there was some other stuff I needed to figure out. So I, I flew out for, like, a day. It was really weird. I left on, like, a I left on like a Wednesday night, Hawaii, and I got, I got here at, like, a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> and then I left, like, Friday morning and got back in Hawaii, like, Friday morning. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was weird. I was here for like 23 <laughs> hours or whatever. You were here for like 48 hours, but it was technically only like 24. Yeah. <laughs> there was some other stuff I had so to So fucking out. weird. So I, and I mean, our shop's right by the airport, so I just yeah. kind of like drove drove in. and I think you were working on your water truck that you finally moved out. Yeah, that cool. thing had roots and a mailbox. <laughs> That's that one... I, did I ever tell the story on that? <laughs> the relay think. issue? No, this one like had been in our shop, and we did a bunch of work to it. Well, you this can. has the park brake that you pull up on, and it locks. You yeah, know, it's not like an air park You brake. tighten the, the knob on it to tighten it. Anyway, so it had been in our shop. We did a bunch of work to it, like sprayer work and all this shit, and... Uh, sent it out and it wasn't even on the job site two hours and it got wrecked they uh parked up at the top of a hill and there was a water meter there and they're filling up well they didn't pull up on that park break all the way and that some bitch snapped back down well it was on top of a hill and down at the bottom was a straight drop off and it was like a little valley in there where the water flows well it was dry anyway that motherfucker flew down that hill full of water so you can imagine how much weight and speed that thing gains. Where was and this uh, job site at? This local. was local. Yeah. Uh, not too far from here off of the one highway that goes by the racetrack. Yeah. 
um, and it hit that. It, it didn't like launch off. It literally like dragged the whole bottom of the truck on the ledge. So drive shaft, you joined. No, carrier. that was all good. Uh, it broke the front bumper off the front sprayer bars pushed the sprayer bar back that goes from the back to the front pushed it back broke a bunch of shit and it caught the water pump it broke it all <laughs> it was fucked man and they decided to fix it we fixed it i was trying to get the truck because it has a 12 valve in it i yeah. said if you are totaling this truck i want it and the boss was like okay um but we ended up fixing it because it wasn't that bad it it broke a hole in the oil pan so that all the oil drained out of it but it wasn't running um, I did a bunch of work to this thing and it was in the shop for like four, four months almost because trying to get parts, first of all, for a 12 valve oil pan and all that stuff. We had to get like some aftermarket, uh, and then fabricating everything. And then, um, what else? Oh, and like working on it for an hour and then be like, Hey, I got to pull you off of it. You got to go out to the field and like, you're the only guy at that point. That right? some bitch grew grew roots. It had a mailbox. Uh, you know, I had a mailing address there because it was in there so long. Mm. So, weren't you the only? You were the only guy. Well, you had the. I had a resident, resident right? but he yeah. he didn't work on the uh, the old international. We'll just uh, I think it was leave, wasn't it? it? Yeah, it was an old Freightliner. Yeah. The hood's still we'll in just, the back. We'll, we won't talk about the resident. Uh, um. Yeah. I think that's it. So, I so got some, you got some topics. I think we're just going to yeah. let you run the show today. I mean, you my stories and won't tell us. My story's kind of boring. Oh no, I just didn't want you to see the hey, first part. How about break time cuz I got to drain my main vein. I think this is going to be a common occurrence on these new podcasts. Or do you need to keep going, Joe? No, I don't care. Let's pause this thing cuz my back teeth are floating. So now that we've covered all 72 places that you've worked and covered 42 minutes. 42 minutes? Wow. 42 minutes you've talked about being a slut. Um, let's let's dive into it. Uh, what, were you, what were we just talking about? So I got some. So earlier Joe said about the phone. How many phones have you broke? I got yeah. a story about that. So um, I want to hear yours here. Oh, yeah. I've got a funny story. So back in the day when I worked at the deer dealer in California, the ag dealer, I had broken the screen on my iPhone, went and paid somebody to replace it. So this was like a Monday. I broke it. Was it a company phone or your personal one? It was my personal phone. And so I went and paid some guy like 125 bucks to replace the whole front screen. And Wednesday morning, I put my phone in my pocket, but I accidentally did screen out. And I ran into the corner of a, a steel table, right right in the middle of it, fucking shattered it again. I was so freaking mad. But work, or just phones in general, I am hard on phones. And like this, I like I told you, I got it less than a year ago and the back's already shattered and I don't know how I did it because I, I don't really drop it. You got it in that sweet purple case. Yeah. So. <laughs> I got this purple case because when I ordered the phone, I ordered a black otter box and I got purple. Yeah. So we just run it. Well, it matches I, your upstairs room. <laughs> <laughs> matches my personality. I think I told you that I got this I, this new iPad and it's like 
that case is like purple, isn't it? A little bit. Like it said it was cherry. I was like, oh, sweet. It's going to be red. Oh, here. Show the camera. I was like, sweet. It's going to be red. Show the camera. That, smack the mic. Yeah. That thing's purple. But eh, whatever. I like it. So I was at the John Deere dealer uh, in Hawaii. And, or not Hawaii. Excuse me. Um, in California. And I had this Android phone and I hated it. I just hated it. So I asked them. I was like, hey, can I, can I please get an iPhone? Because they give you an option. Mm-hmm. But I had a hand-me-down. And they're like, yeah, well, when the contract ends. I was like, okay. Literally, like, the next day after I asked for this, I had it in my pocket, and I was doing cutting edges on a, on a wheel loader, and it fell out of my pocket. And you ever get the cutting edge bolt, like, started barely, go to the next one? Mm-hmm. So I had it barely started, go to the next one, and that it just fell. Well, I was kneeling down, and I guess the phone fell out of my pocket, and I didn't see it. Right under that cutting edge, and I go to put the other bolt in, and it just smashed the phone, like, all the pieces. Like, literally the next day after I had just asked for one. Yeah, right. You were like, how convenient. Yeah, like, like, I had it in the little, you know those little bags with the John Deere logo, like, little parts bags? Yeah. So I, like, stuffed, I had a bunch in my truck. The one the Hitachi parts come in? (laughs) No, this is different. Clear bag, right? Yeah, it's like a clear bag. Like, if you get O-rings or terminals, they, they give them to you. But I, like put all the phone pieces in and like it was like late so it was like the next day I went back and I was like hey I need a new phone and they're like yeah sure sure you dropped it and I was like I really did but I mean they weren't they weren't mad or anything but so it's funny be, I don't know if you have a story but before you get into it I have another story but this involves a brand new laptop and I worked the same company California I was up in an eight tire I fuck I don't remember what size machine it was Big old articulated tractor, 9,000 series. Had my two-week-old laptop. It wasn't a tough book. I forget what it was, like a Dell or something. Not a Dell. A Dell. Um, and I'm sitting up there, and it's got a little buddy seat, and I had my computer sitting on it. Well, when I went to grab it, I, like, knocked it, and that motherfucker hit the floor of the tractor, and I'm, like, scrambling to try to grab it. Something like a cartoon. And that motherfucker went right down the steps, like drug along the steps and fucking hit the ground. was like, boom, exploded on the floor. I'm like. Service calls over. Uh, no, I was in the shop too. Oh. And the guy that I still know him, still talk to him, but he was our IT guy. He was so fucking mad. Like it was his, like he spent the money on it, you know. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. You had to set it all up for you. Yeah. Put all the programs and licensing. We'll see. You know, those tough books are pretty, like, I think you have the same one I do now. I had one of those at the John Deere dealer. And, man, I dropped that thing probably 10 or 12 times. Those things are pretty tough. Dude, I'm waiting for somebody because it's got that convenient-ass handle on the front. I'm waiting for somebody to try to attack me or something. Smack them over the head. I can't wait to hit somebody (laughs) with that fucking tough book. So you probably have the newer tough books. Yeah, the, the new inner got, slim ones. Yeah, they don't yeah, have a, brand new ones. They don't I've, have a disc drive. I've got the uh, old. I think it's a CF thirty one, the real thick one, and I take it inside sometimes. And my wife is like, she calls it the nuclear launch code book. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, she's like, what does that contain? Like nuclear secrets or something? I'm like, no. <laughs> well, they technically. You can pull the whole hard drive out in one yeah. pull. Well, that and batteries and everything. Yeah. Is that what that little thing School is? Dual batteries. <laughs> yeah. They, but um, no, well, that's the one I have. But um, I want to get that slimmer one just because it'd be a little more convenient. But yeah. 
I've never dropped one. I've tripped over the USB cables and ripped the USB cables. <laughs> I do up. that with the wall chargers. And I had one where <laughs> one USB would not work, and I'm just like, well, at least I have another one. So yeah, that's why they put two on there. Yeah. Ours are touchscreen too, yeah. which I, I can disable it. I literally always forget. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I I'll leave my my laptop open and it'll sprinkle or something, and I'll go to wipe off, and then yep. just. But one day when it was cold, my screen was just glitching like really hard. And I'm like, I need to figure out how to disable this. So, you know, quick Google search tells you everything. And you go in, I disabled it, and it works just fine. So, I, I use a little pen, though. The thing's nice. But I did that to you the other day. I was like, oh, right here. And I touched your screen, and it, like, scrolled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom Tom calls those a damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just used a little damn it. I'm like, I don't even know where mine's at. Yeah. You know, there's a little convenient storage spot on the yeah, side. Yeah, I think it's in here okay. somewhere. <laughs> Anyway, let's uh what was the you had something else? Oh. Phones. Oh. Yeah, phones. I've uh Oh I've, yeah. Well, I was talking about it before the podcast, but I haven't broken a phone in fingers crossed like 6 years now. Um I've scrapped, uh, you know, scraped my phone. Where did my mic go? Hold on. Okay. Sorry. I I can hear it like crackling when you talk, so I was adjusting it. You're good now. All right. This is better. Yeah, you're good. A little low in my head. Well, it's just because you're like talking like this. I think it's the guy in the sound. You got to turn the mic towards your mouth. How's that? Oh, yeah, so much better. Mm. More better. Yes, more better. How's that? That's fine. Um, anyways, I haven't broken a phone in like five or six years, so By now I'm probably going to break my phone <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> anyways, it's like probably three different phones running that I've just kept it in a case and been careful with it and haven't broken it. But one of my first phone uh, iPhones I had, I broke the glass probably like four times. I dropped it in a mop uh, bucket one time because I did the whole, oh, it'll fit in my T-shirt or, you know, my uniform pocket. And then you reach for something and it just falls on the ground. But, uh, yeah, I learned my lesson kind of the hard way with that one, and I've just been careful since then. But my wife, who's, uh, you know, not out in the field every day, crawling under trucks and machines, and she dropped her phone in a case and broke it. And we've had these phones for like maybe a month and a half. And I was just like, really? You'd break yours before I break mine. But anyways, that that brought up that uh, kind of topic of, you know, being a field mechanic and having a phone. Uh, we had a guy who was at the Kenworth dealer. He broke the company phone, his personal phone, like the first three weeks he was in the service truck. And then I'm like, do you not carry your phone on you? I mean, you've broken them, so I'd imagine you broke them while you were working. But I could call him, and he was kind of a – it was at the time where I was the kind of lead mobile guy, and I'd call him, no answer. Call him back in like five minutes, no answer. Text him, call me when you can, no answer. And I'm like – dude, I'm trying, like, I need you to call me back. I know you may be working on something, but at least give me a little bit of something here. Mm -hmm. But how do you, uh, how do you handle phone calls while you're working? When Steve, it depends if, if, if the boss is, I know he listens, but it depends if he's watching and can see me answer the phone or not. (laughs) I'm joking. Um, I've tried to call this guy once or twice and no answer, but he'll, he'll call back with the Re- within a reasonable time. Yeah. I don't even remember why I was calling you the other day. Uh, oh, because I took the day off. Oh, yeah. 
And of course, five machines break at your favorite job site the day you take off. Yeah, he tells me, oh, all these machines go down, you're off, and all this shit. So I call him, like, what are you talking about? But he didn't answer. Yeah. But he called me back. I was just, it was like, it was like batteries and simple stuff. And you freaked out a little bit. It was kind of funny. I was like, well, fuck, because that always happens (laughs) when you're not there. I take a day off or something, and shit fucking goes south. So. One of them too it was one of the 850s. It it needed batteries, but the batteries were were kind of. It was right after that ice storm, so it was like the Monday or Tuesday, whatever. And it needed batteries, so I go do the batteries. And you know how those Isuzu's like they act like they don't want. <laughs> Sorry, I know they, the story. Yeah, now. when they run out of fuel, like or when they you know fuel prime goes bad, they're kind of a pain in the ass to start. So it was acting like it was running out of fuel. So I'm like bleeding the filters, like. You know, and those things you got to get out of the cab, like run down that little, what is it, the little deer walk? It's not a catwalk because it's a deer, but you got to go back <laughs> in there. What the fuck? <laughs> what? You can't call it a catwalk if it's- I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in, in one of the deer manuals, it says deer walk because they don't want to say catwalk. It's a goddamn catwalk. But, you know, you have to run back there and and I'm like, I'm pissed off because it's like, it's it's not really raining, but it's like muddy and yeah. real bad. So there was another machine on the other side of the job site that needed batteries. So I called the boss and he didn't answer. I was like, I'm just going to go do the other machine and clear my mind. So I go to the other, it was a 470, starts up, no problem. So I'm talking to the boss. I'm like, hey, it's got a fuel filter restriction code, but that's not going to stop it from starting. I've been messing with this thing for like 45 minutes. He's like, oh, check that little switch under the seat. And I was like, there's no way that it's that stupid little switch. So I go over there and flip the switch and it fires right up <laughs> i just how did you hit it that's what i want to know somebody must have hit it because you it wasn't you right no. well i made but, the mistake of showing them oh that's how you can bleed down the hydraulic so maybe they did it to take the pressure off the hydraulic i mean it's not something you can accidentally bump because it's like in that little casing like under a seat like in a little casing like you have to like stick your finger in there to do it you can't just like okay damn it i'm not on <laughs> you missed it oh i missed the fuck it you have like to, your finger in it. I lost my <laughs> Yeah, like it's not something you can just bump with your shoe. So. <laughs> um Yeah, that's mm. well, it is something you can just bump with you uh if you leave a bucket of bolts on your floorboard. <laughs> I told you that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I went out there and they had fuel just like everywhere. They were trying to prime it and uh put new fuel filters and they're like it won't start it probably needs injectors i'm like give me a second let me look at it and then i you know connect et shows stop switch <laughs> flip mm-hmm. crank starts you smell all the ether they sprayed into it <laughs> so the my boss man he's he's busy all the time his phone's always ringing so if we're out in the field finish up usually call him hey what's next and he'll go either you need to go here or he'll say, come on, which means come to the shop. Yeah. And uh, he's, I don't even leave him a voicemail, but I'll call him. No answer. If it rings four times and it goes to voicemail, I know I'm like, I'll just hang up, yeah, leave it be. And he'll call back pretty quick or sometimes it'll be a while. If he doesn't call back within a reasonable time, I'll start hitting the road just in case. And then, uh, Cause I'm not going to sit there for an hour and wait yeah, for him to call here. back. Cause I learned that the other day I called him at like eight o'clock in the morning and he didn't answer. And he calls me at like one o'clock. That was the day I was off. Yeah. It was that same day. 
and he called me at like one o'clock to check on personal issue that I was going with. And, uh, he's like, how's everything going? I'm like I called you at eight o'clock. Why didn't you call me back? He's like, I never got any call. You know, all this stuff next morning he goes, yeah, I went back and looked, you called me. <laughs> well, if your phone's ringing all the time, I'll tell you this, it's real easy to miss a phone call. Yeah. But he's got the distinct freaking ringtone. You can always tell when it's his phone ringing. <laughs> nice and loud. But uh, anyway. One thing that I always do, though, is is I always keep my phone on me. Like, sometimes I forget. But my thinking is, like, I mean, we're not usually alone. Mm-hmm. Like, usually there's, if it's not one of our crews, it's another crew or another company that's there. Because my thought is, like, what happens if, like, you get your arm stuck somewhere? Yeah. Like, They're not going to come check on hours that yeah. Yeah, like, they saw your arm up. Yeah, exactly. So Those it's like, crews don't yeah. bug us unless it's the one guy that's really annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he'd call you every five minutes to ask you what's wrong with the machine. But most of them, they won't mess with you. So if you're stuck or smashed yeah. or something, nobody would know. Yeah, at the Kenworth dealer, our service manager was like, look, whatever you do, just keep your, your work phone in your pocket. Yeah. He goes, I don't care if they break, but keep it in your pocket because – if you get under something, airbags air down, or something falls off a jack or whatever, he's like, you'd be, a, you'd be wishing you had your phone with you. Yep. And it, for people that don't know, iPhones, if you hold down the volume button and the power button at the same time, oh yeah, for five seconds, I think it is, it'll it'll let you know that you're holding it down. Because I've made that mistake on accident and accidentally called nine one one. But yeah, if you hold it down long enough, it's like a panic mode. I got a funny story on that one. Me too. I thought I was going to make this Instagram video, so I took my phone and I was going to zip tie it to, uh, I think I was going to zip tie it to my crane. <laughs> that sound and good. I, I like zip tied it to my crane and uh, I'm checking, make sure everything kind of is recording the right angle. And then I start hearing like on the speaker faintly, it's like, 911, what's your emergency? And I'm like, so I run, go grab my snips, cut the zip tie off. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I held the emergency button or whatever but i guess i zip tied it right over the yeah. uh, the two buttons that it was supposed to yeah it's panic mode and it's probably one of the most brilliant things yeah they've come up with except sometimes if you actually hold that button down also i believe it's every cell phone it don't matter if you're in the middle of nowhere and have no reception 911 will work if you didn't know that most of the time most 90% of the time maybe Maybe a little more. Well, I was out in the middle of nowhere. That's why I was trying to do that video. So I found uh, that out. Yeah. Because I didn't have any reception the whole time I was out there. Because like West Texas. That, that's where I was I, at. It would, because it, 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 911 works on a higher frequency, if I'm not mistaken. I could sound completely stupid right now, but I know it works. So just a little PSA, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so enough about phones, right? What's your next topic, oh, leader? So I got some here. Hold on, let me unlock this. <laughs> no, this is bad podcast. Yeah, I thought you were the guy. Okay, so what kind of like, we talked about this too, I don't know, a while ago, but I put it down as like dealership shenanigans, like moving time around and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've talked about this. This is a good one. So uh, I've, I've been on both sides, like, because I've been a service writer and a mechanic like in the dealership setting. Mm-hmm. So I understand like sometimes you'll have a customer that you're like, I know they're not going to pay this whatever 10 hour bill, but this job over here was quoted at six hours and you only put four on it. So I could move this time to, you know, like 
I've understood. I understand that side. But then too, like it kind of messes with you when like when I was at the cat dealer in California, like you could search, I think it was your employee number and it would show everything you had work on. So like you get like a nasty email from like, I don't remember who it was from, but they'd be like, well, you got to do your, your service report on this job. You're like, I didn't work on that job. What are you talking about? So like, you'd have to be like, well, do I make something up or do I go like to say, Hey, I I didn't actually work on this job. (laughs) So what kind of, has that ever happened to you guys? Yes. You want to know something? That's why I quit Freightliner. Um, so we were talking about it. You had the efficiency bonus where if you, you know, had all your hours in line, ours, you had to average the efficiency over three months and then you would get the bonus. So it was like an extra dollar per hour that you build or, you know, the higher you went up in the percentage of your efficiency, it would go $1, $2, $3, 4 And I think the max is like you could make $6 an hour more. So it wasn't like I needed it, but at the same time, you you could make some good money if you were real efficient. And uh, I was a couple years into being a truck mechanic and kind of still learning the ropes of everything, but I pretty much specialized in engine repair. I didn't do any transmission work, any rear end suspension work, a little bit of electrical, um, but it was pretty much like head gaskets, overhauls, engine swings. That's like all I did for probably 90% of my workload. And um, I had got to the point where I was uh, getting pretty efficient at it and about to get my bonus back. And I had two separate jobs that really screwed me on this. And they both pretty much came down to the foreman moving time around. And uh, so there was this car hauler company that they were trying to get um, they're trying to get their business because they would just bring a truck in and say, hey, it's time for an uh, engine swing. We're paying for an engine swing, a clutch, a chassis harness. Um, pretty much they just have this list, and then they, they quoted them a really you know fair rate. But if it came out to like the regular labor rate, it would be like 25 or 30 hours or something. And for probably a 65-hour job. Anyways, they would tell you, you know, hey – we quoted this certain price, so we're not going to screw the tech. We're going to move time around, make everything work out in the end. So don't worry about it. Just get it done, get it done right. And uh, there was kind of a, a click, as I'm sure you're familiar with in the dealership. These guys are buddies with the foreman. Yep. And not that I wasn't friendly with them or, you know, one of his best techs. I'm not going to lie. But um, he was just – he. I wasn't his buddy. And um, – Anyways, I got one. It was a nine. So all these trucks were pretty much Sterlings. Um, and then one of the car haulers ended up being a, a Volvo, like a 90s model Volvo. And they give it to me, and it's got this M11 Cummins in it. And they get me what's supposed to be a drop-in motor, but then it doesn't have jake brakes on it, so I have to swap all the jake brake components over. And it doesn't have uh, – it was a different ser- uh, engine controller or something. I just had to do all this extra stuff to make the drop-in motor ready. Then the transmission they had swapped out and it didn't have a data plate on it and it needed a clutch and an input shaft kit and all this other stuff. And the Volvo brackets that mounted the uh, AC compressor and the uh, the alternator. And I just ran into like all these problems. And I'm working at a Freightliner dealership and they don't have any service information or parts manuals for the Volvo. So I'd have to sit, talk to the parts guy, you know, he gets a hold of Volvo, we'd go back and forth, and it was just like, I think I spent 100 hours or 
a hundred or more hours on this thing. And uh, I get done with it, send it out the door, and like a week later, the uh, M11 comes back with the leaking rocker box mm. that was brand new, or a remand Cummins motor. So I get to reseal that in a Volvo car hauler where there's like, you can't see it, but a third of the engine is under the hood, a third of the engine is under the uh, the firewall or the dashboard, and then a third of the engine is under inside the cab in the doghouse. So if you know anything about an M11, the Pretty much everything has to come off the top to reseal the rocker box. Between these two jobs, I pretty much got screwed. That one turned out to be Cummins warranty. And the first one, like I said, they had quoted them a certain price. And I go to the foreman. I'm like, hey, you told me you're going to help me out with this. And then this one was Cummins warranty. It's in a terrible chassis. Like, can you help me or do anything? He goes, oh, you should have worked harder. <laughs> and I'm like, I said, all right, man, I have an offer at Kenworth, and I'm going to do that. So... I pretty much walked away because of that, but it, and it wasn't just that one scenario, but it would be all the time where it's just like his buddies would, you know, I'd go out, bust my ass on a, on an overhead. And at the time, I think they were charging like 500 bucks for an overhead, which broke down to like three and a half hours of labor. And if you know what you're doing, you can do an overhead in an hour, maybe, or depending on the chassis a little more or less, but So I would always think, hey, I'm storing away these efficient jobs and hopes for the ones that would come back whenever mm-hmm. I have low efficiency. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go look in there, and my time would be at, if I did it in 1.5, I'd have 1.5. And I'm like, where's that extra two hours or whatever that you're billing? Well, why isn't it going to my efficiency? And uh, so that would happen. And then, like I said, the warranty stuff, we had what was called express assess or a quick lane or something like that. So if a truck came in with a check engine light, there was like four diagnostic only guys who'd connect to it, spend two hours max on it, and then send it to the, uh, you know, on its way or repair it if they could do it in under two hours. So one of them was a CNG. I don't know if you've ever messed with those things. I know what we, that means. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that stands for? <laughs> well, the Cummins CNG, we're bad about uh, burning valves and having misfires and, so the express guy gets it, diagnoses it, uh, says bad head, needs a head. So they give it to me. I pull the head, put a new head on there, put it all back together. And uh, I end up going later to look at my time on what, because I would do the same thing. I'd always watch my hours because I'm like, I'm trying to get the efficiency bonus, so I need to track and stay on top of this even though that shouldn't really be my job to do that. But the warranty lady gave the guy who diagnosed it 12 hours and me 12 hours. And I think I had 20 hours in the job. And I'm like, so if I would have got what I was due, I would have 22 hours and he'd have two hours. But I'm like, it was just stuff like that that would consistently happen. And, uh, yeah, even when I talked to the general manager when I was leaving, he's like, well, you know, the efficiency bonus really makes it to where you can make more. And, um, you know, even if you're going to make, I think I left for like three bucks an hour to go to a Kenworth dealer, but he's like, well, you could make up to $6 more if you were just efficient. And I'm like, it's not all about me because parts guys, parts, you know, parts ordering and all of that takes up time. And then it also goes into, um, you know, who's your foreman and who's the, who's the warranty person? Are they keeping track or are they just splitting time down the middle? And it's like when that, 
if that comes down to being your paycheck difference, then it's not all on you. Yeah, so at the Peterbilt dealer, we had the um, same kind of thing, the efficiency bonus. But what used to get me was there was two parts guys. There was a night parts guy and a day parts guy. And, like, the day parts guy was so lazy. Like, you would... I've never heard of a lazy yeah, parts man. right. But he was, like, he gets to the point where he wouldn't return parts. Like, you'd be like, oh, I got all these extra parts. Just throw them in your toolbox. Well, it's like $500 worth of parts. Yeah, just throw them in your toolbox. I'm not going to return them. Like, it was bad. But we would, like, I'd, like, bring in a truck to do, like, a service. So first thing i do is order the filters. And it's like, I'd have the whole thing done, oil dropped, new oil in, it greased, inspection done, like, sitting, waiting for the filters, like, it would take the gu- and I, I remember telling that to the service manager at the point. I'm like, you guys hold us to this efficiency bonus so bad, but these parts guys like, I get that everybody gets busy. I get that, but you can't hold the mechanics at an efficiency bonus when you're waiting for these parts guys. Or you go stand at the parts counter. I don't know if they had a back yeah. parts counter, but we had a back parts counter, and the the service manager and foreman was always like. You don't need to be standing around chit-chatting, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get my parts so I can get back to work. But, yeah, the parts guys, we'll blame everything on yeah, them, too. Terrible. Or yeah. tool room guy. I think I told you about that. Tool room guys. Well, I told you about the other day, that story <clears throat> about the he's not there no more. He got fired, but he uh, he was like a service rider, but they called him service managers. I was standing in the back waiting for parts. Oh, yeah. And he fucking comes in like, what are you waiting for? I'm like, parts. You know, and this is like. We can't have you standing around wasting time and all this stuff. And I was a field tech, and it was what I was doing was none of his business. He had shop guys, and my my field service boss supervisor was literally in the office right there, next to the parts room, or where we picked up parts. And basically, you know, he's like, "We can't have you standing around and all this stuff." And me and this guy didn't get along anyway. Like we would get along for work. But it was like, hey, can you help me do this? Okay, yeah, no problem. Get it done. Here, we're done. Thanks, man. That was it. You know, we respected each other when we had to. But if I saw him outside of work, we'd probably be like, fuck you, you know? Um, anyway, he's telling me this. We can't have you guys standing around. We're going to get in trouble. It's like, first of all, you are not, you're not my boss or anything, so I'm not your problem. And I said, if you have a problem with me standing here waiting for parts, literally was standing there for less than five minutes. I said, my boss is sitting in that room right there. If you have a problem with me, go say something to him. And I said, otherwise, keep your fucking nose on your face like that. And he just looked at me and walked away. And, like, there was a window with a roll-up door. And, like, he goes on the other side of the door and just sitting there thinking for a minute. I'm staring at him, and he kind of looks... Opens the door back up. He's like, do we have a problem? I said, I don't fucking know, do we? <laughs> and he just walked away. He went back in his office. I don't think we ever spoke after that. But he was the same guy that I had gone out to a machine. And it had just came from the shop. And so I came back to get parts. So I went and talked to the technician in the shop. Said, hey, I'm working on this machine that you worked on. Your comeback. No. Yeah, basically. What did you do? Blah, blah, blah. Talking to him about it. Well, I was literally done talking to him and walking away. And this guy walks up and was like, hey, do you need something to do? Like all like approachable. I was like, oh, no, man, I'm getting ready to head back to this job. Uh, You know, this is what's happening. He said, 
All right. Because I thought he was asking me if I need something to do because he needed help. So I was like, oh, no, man, I'm getting ready to head out to this machine or back to this machine. I was asking him questions. All right, well, get the fuck out of the shop and leave my fucking technicians alone. Like This was before or after that? This is, I think, before the parts issue. I mean, that's not an uncommon thing. Like, if you're going out to work on a job, like, and it was just in the shop. The thing about this dealership is if you're working in the shop, you're not allowed to fucking talk to anybody unless you're on break. Like, like you can talk, but as long as nobody's out watching you. It, it's straight up, like... If you're talking to anybody, you don't you, you shouldn't be working here. You're wasting time. That was keep your nose down. KD. Yes. Interesting. But yeah, that guy doesn't work there no more. Not because of his shitty ass attitude. He got the story I heard is he called somebody out, a big boss or something. Kind of like what we're talking about. Yeah. Shady shit. And all the managers there are buddy buddy. So instead of Somebody looking into this call out. They just fire the guy. Fire the guy. Fire the guy. That'll fix it. Yeah, make it. <laughs> the, the management, there's a big buddy-buddy deal. I'm not going to say too much about it because I know these motherfuckers listen, and some of them are good friends with my boss, so we're going to keep it at that. But, yeah, that's a, there's a whole buildup of this shit that I could just fucking explode on on just that dealership alone. But we won't. We'll keep well, and then they oh oh no go ahead sorry I have a story but <laughs> I was gonna say and then they wonder why like it's hard to keep good techs and then why things don't get fixed. Well, I was there picking up parts the other day and this kid kid that works there was like hey you know kind of talking to me and uh, I think his day was over because I was there pretty late and uh, you say you know who I am yeah well no well, certified wrench him and a parts guy he was a kid from a shop. I'm not going to say his name or what it rhymes with or anything, but he's like, hey, man, you know, we're talking, and he's like, you should come work here. (laughs) And I just laughed at him. I was like, I'm not allowed to work here, first of all. And I said, I I did my time, you know, and all this stuff and kind of explained who I was and who has my old truck, Buddha, you son of a bitch. Um, I swear I thought I saw him the other day, but it was the wrong side. Did you ever tell that story about when he – flip me the bird no. <laughs> so our, our service trucks look very very similar i mean you have a different air compressor than i do so yeah. but I'm, you'd have to really be paying attention to notice that so should we call buddha right now yeah you. have him join the the tell the story <laughs> so i i um picked up parts and then hold on, don't tell the story sorry, sorry. hold on so we went ahead and got buddha on the phone uh, so instead of having Steve tell this terrible story, because it was amazing because Buddha here texted me like right away, like, oh my God, I just flipped somebody off. I thought it was you and all this shit. <laughs> so I well, want, I want more <laughs> like, Hey, I just flipped off your coworker thinking it was your ass. I did the same thing to, um, one of your guys. I thought it was somebody, I thought it was Adam. And it ended up being one of your new guys. And I gave him all of my middle finger. And he just oh, looked at me. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Um, Pretty much exactly what happened to me, except for I just turned around, glanced real quick, and I was like, oh, there's this fat ass. And I flipped him off. And he looked at me. I was like, yep, that's not him. But fuck you. I'm going to stay committed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the next day, um, I think it was the next day or a few days later, Steve goes, 
hey, the, somebody flipped me. Huh? It was the next day. Yeah, he's like, hey, I think somebody was uh, thinking I was you or something. I forget. And he's like, somebody flipped me off. I, was, I just started laughing. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, that was Buddha, <laughs> my <laughs> other wife. Um, I mean, I didn't even realize it at first, like. I think you had already stopped. But I was like, "Did that motherfucker just flip me off?" Like, I wasn't even really paying attention, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Oh yeah, you and guys the still saw the finger. Yeah, I was like, "You oh. guys still, you guys haven't even met yet or talked to each other, huh?" Well, here you go. Right, <laughs> well, nice I'm you. I'm the guy that flipped you off. <laughs> <laughs> I even asked, like, you know how sometimes on service trucks it's got like your name, like it'll say like whatever your name is right below the cab. Oh, yeah, they don't do that. Yeah, I asked the yeah, boss, I said, hey, can I get a, like a decal that says not Colton so people don't <laughs> confuse us? <laughs> anyway, sorry, I thought that story was going to be a lot better. Do you have any other funny stories while you're on here? Uh, we have a lot of funny stories, but we're going to save those for the other podcast. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll save me having a heart attack and looks like I'm having a seizure for the other one. What are you talking about? When uh, I opened up the camping chair. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely save. Uh, you know what? Tell that one because that we worked together wrenching when that happened. Well, it was lunch, and our fat asses went to Chipotle or somewhere, one of our regular spots, and we came back and we had camping chairs folded up behind our little makeshift desk, and I popped that fucker open, and there was a big ass black widow and. I don't like spiders, so that motherfucker made me look like I was having a seizure and a yeah. heart attack. It looked like he got tased. <laughs> <laughs> I remember out of his laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of good work stories, but um, I if you guys don't realize, Buddha here is deathly afraid of spiders, and they're hilarious. I think Denis put one of them ring finger spiders on a lock that you had to unlock, uh, right? That one would definitely have to wait because that one's a good story. He he stayed committed for a while on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get back to it. Thanks for your time and you enjoy your dinner. Oh, I'm about to be a fat kid. <laughs> Peace out. Later. Grease those hinges, buddy. <laughs> you have to leave that in. I did. <laughs> anyway, I thought that story was going to be hilarious, but I guess not. Yeah. Um, it's still, I, I mean, I didn't. I'm not like offended or anything. I just thought it was funny. I was Dude, like, that's the best when you flip somebody off and you're like, oh, yeah, I got him. And I did the right same thing the other day, man. I thought it was somebody and I'm like, straight up, the whole middle finger. And I'm like, looking at, oh, shit, that wasn't who Wrong I thought guy. it was. Yeah. So, but that leads into a story I was telling Joe earlier, but you just got to kind of be mindful because I remember I was still at the, at the deer dealer in California and I was just grocery shopping with the family on like a Sunday. And this guy like walks up to me and starts talking to me and I have no idea who this guy is, but I'm like, yeah, you know, like being friendly with him. He's just, like asking like work specific questions. You're like, I guess. I yeah. I'm like I'm just somewhere. talking to this guy, like no idea. And then like Tuesday or Wednesday of that week, I find out he's the owner of like one of the largest customers mm. and like he recognized me and like, I had no idea who this guy was. So it's like, you just got, you never know who's, who you're talking to or who. Mm-hmm. who that is so word my i sound weird does that ever happen to you where so, i mean he just said so but um you're talking to somebody and you're like trying to figure out in your head while also trying to have a conversation with them and you're like 
Oh my goodness, I'd have no idea who this person is. No. That happened to me today, actually. <laughs> I'm away over this dude. I see him and he's like, hey man, what are you doing over here? And he has a snap-on uh, hoodie on and I'm like, all right, I guess I know him from wrenching. And I'm like talking to him, I'm like, oh, just I had to work this morning getting some stuff done and I'm talking to him. And I, As I'm talking to him, it's like familiar face. He works at one of my customers, but I don't ever talk to him like face to face, but I pass him all the time. So it's, it's not really a, a easy, uh, identification, but it was like, okay, I got who it is, but it took me about like a minute of talking to him. Have you been recognized through the podcast yet? No, I still haven't. And it blows my mind. You're like, I thought I was more popular. Yeah. I thought you guys liked me. God damn it. Um, no, but I've met a few people who listen, yeah. um, pretty much just cause they reach out and talk to me, which yeah. I have a funny story, but I'm not going to tell it on air. So why not? I'll, it, is it often, dirty? No, oh. I'll have to tell you later. <laughs> okay. Um, it's just, it's kind of a strange, uh, incident, but I don't, I don't know everybody's situation, so I'm not going to go out there and blast it. So, mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. You'll have to tell me. But you know, speaking of snap-on, did you ever get your cool ratchet? I did not get my ratchet, and we. I you... bought one, and I regret it every day. No, <laughs> well, I'm like so, I could have used that 223 dollars towards something else. I told but... you that I ordered that ratchet, right? And I jump on the fucking snap-on truck on Thursday. And Steve's asking me this because he knows it pisses me off because he was standing right there, and I said, "Hey, did you guys even order my ratchet?" And he looks, "Yeah, we ordered it back on January 19th." Still not. <coughs> still not in just makes me mad because steve over here during the ice storm orders one on ebay and he got it in like two days it would have been it would have been quicker but because of the ice storm it took a little extra days but yeah whatever i uh i missed my flex head because i still haven't got it repaired because i never see the snap-on guy but uh yeah i bought that one and i'm like i could have I should have just bought another flex head <laughs> instead of wasting my money on this. So thanks, Mike Castro, because you you have convinced me to buy one. But anyways, um, speaking of tools, oh god, is is Stephen a Milwaukee cult member? No, nope, no. Actually, Steve rocks blue, green, gray, gray, gray. Yeah. Ingersoll Rand. Yeah, they're they're nice. I like them a lot. I mean. Electric, yeah, yeah. The boss gave them to me. Um, I don't know if he gave them to me, but I get to use them. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're great. Um, I I just don't like the way the Milwaukee batteries are. So I had a was a three eighths fuel a few years ago, and nobody told me that you had to have a bigger battery to get the amount of torque. So I don't know if it's just a Milwaukee thing or what, but. I didn't know that, and I had the small battery, and I'm like, this stupid piece of crap won't even take my wheels off my Jeep. So I sold it. Three eighths. Yeah, you're expecting a lot out of a three eighths there. <laughs> well, I had the small batteries too, like yeah. the whatever the free ones you get when you buy the drill right. kit. And I didn't know, and then like a couple months later, somebody's like, well, yeah, you have to have the bigger batteries to get the full amount of torque out of them. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. But I think other tool brands do that too. I I don't know for sure, but yeah, I like the IRs and. Uh, they're nice. I like them. I mean, they they were free, but they look pretty stout. But it's kind of one of those things when you commit to a a battery brand, you're like, I just I'm going all out with it. One got, thing that I oh, oh sorry no no you go ahead one go thing ahead. that like 
it kind of sucks about it is they don't make a lot of stuff. Right. So like I wanted to get a grinder, like a uh, a battery grinder. Just sometimes you need, you know, you need one, but they don't. So they only make like drills, impacts. Um, and I think they make a grease gun. So like that's it. They don't have like a large variety like Milwaukee does. So it's the only thing that kind of sucks. I got a beef with Milwaukee. Yeah, I heard yours the other day. Yeah, Sound like a two cats in a bag. Yeah. Um, East Texas deer guy. He's not. He's no longer East Texas deer guy on uh, on TikTok. I don't know. Matsu. No. Well, he's still a deer guy, but he changed his name on there. I don't remember what it oh, is. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. No, you're talking. Yeah, Wes. Um, he's going to be on soon. We got to get him on, Wesley. If I understand right, he's only like two hours away. No, he's out in Lufkin. That's like if you drive fast. <laughs> uh, anyway, East Texas deer. Well. Let's talk about the gun. So first of all, Steve's did it. Like when yeah. it started getting cold, you pull the trigger and the anvil squeals. Squeals real bad. Because it's dry. Well, like two days later, my freaking M18 half inch starts doing it. And then so I put it under the heater in the shop and it goes away. Like I was just cold. Well, I ended up having to tear that bitch down yesterday and grease it because it was squealing. So what? what's uh, Milwaukee how how can we improve this? Like, are we going to put a little grease cert on them? You know how, like, the air guns have? What part did you have to grease? So I had to literally take the whole front off. It's like the planetary gears? Yeah. No. Well, it's right the, behind the anvil, like, so where the square part is on the anvil, and then it goes to, like, the round part. It's like I've had right my half there. inch for five years, and I've never opened it Dude, up. My, Mil- my, my Milwaukee, my, uh, what are those called? Someone said you should you should regularly take them apart and clean everything, yeah. and I'm like, dude, I just I use these things and put them away. What'd you call the DeWalt's with the red dress? Is that what you said? Oh, the Max, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, my Max. DeWalt in a red dress. And my DeWalt in the red dress. I've never I've had those things for years, no problems. Got this. I got that Milwaukee in October, and it's already squealing. I have a DeWalt set uh drill and impact driver that i keep at my house and i swear i haven't charged that battery in like three years and it every time i need it for something around the house it still has a charge on it oh uh, yeah my tools in the garage though are my makitas and they are top notch i want to get the makita coffee maker but i, don't know. I need to i've got everything else they make an electric <laughs> wheelbarrow i think i told you that the other day yeah <laughs> it, i don't think it's a joke like i've seen it like you put two batteries on it, and it's got like a little motor. I believe it. that they're coming out with a oh, yeah. battery-powered microwave too. I saw that no, too. Makita, that's fucking baller. Um, what else you got there, Steve? You, you ever kept a microwave on your truck? Yeah, my. I almost said the name. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> heard it. <laughs> my deer truck. I had a three thousand watt inverter. In I don't have cabinets. any room on mine, but I do. I've seen plenty of guys that have them on their uh, service trucks. But honestly, I think we've talked about this before work lunch is i'd it's like i'd rather eat it cold than have to find a place to heat it up yeah. but yeah. i know people that you know go out of their way to go find somewhere to heat it up or keep a microwave on their truck i'm like i'll eat a sandwich or whatever i pack for lunch or mm-hmm. if it's my my it in the window for about 10 minutes before i go to eat it yeah my problem is if i pack a lunch i eat it yeah. Before like, lunch. Yeah. On your drive into work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used yeah. to have um it was like a little crock pot. I, you can buy them at Target. They're like twenty bucks. And it, it plugs into your cigarette lighter. Yeah, and it's it's small, but you can put like a can of soup and stuff in there and it takes like real long, but if you do it in the morning, by lunchtime it's nice and warm. So 
That's what she said. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so some more stuff here I wrote down is, um, what's the worst place you've ever had to do a to service call? have to go call? poop? Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, a cert- like, not like as in like, this is a terrible job. Like, what's the worst environment? Like, I know like landfill, like that kind of stuff. Uh, to do a service? like Or just do like a service call. Like A service call? I, I, I don't think I've ever told the biogas plant. I think we this. touched on it one time oh. shortly, but... Then you know it. You said human waste. Well, there was human and waste oil. and cooking grease and oil, and it was the most disgusting place on earth that I've ever. And like, you work at this place, and like, it wasn't muddy or anything, but you would touch these machines, and no matter what you did to shower, you or smelled like you it. Smelled later. like yeah. it, and it was like almost coming out of your pores, like you ate the shit. Right. Um, but like I had to do a, I had to pull a def header on a 744K and there's a cover, like a, a metal plate that goes on top of the def tank. I pulled that off and it was like a layer of dirt. You blow it off with your air gun? No, I had to like dig it out because it was packed in there. It was a layer of dirt, mold, a layer of dirt and mold, like flat and like. Hasty. And I had to dig it all out. It was disgusting. I don't even want to talk about it. That's pretty weird. But that that machine, we ended up... Worse I, than a landfill? Yes. I had to go help repo that machine because I stopped paying on it. It was a rental. Didn't start. It was parked in the mud. We had to go jump it. And I had to get it out. They took it to the shop and had some, like, cleaning crew, hazmat crew come out and clean it. And, like, a couple months later, that machine's still at the shop, and I had... You can uh, still smell it when you pass by? Yeah, I had loader... Um, capstones and they used that machine oh, as a uh, for the class and like i'm standing next to it and i'm like man that smell smells familiar and like i got next to it and it was like bam like oh, fuck dude the tires and shit smelled like it Whoop. anyway enough about that how about you i'm over it so there's like there's two so one is like uh it's a tallow plant they're actually based out of dallas i think um but it's like a tallow plant, so they take like a towel, tallow, tallow. Like they take Beef like fat. yeah, uh-huh. so they take like like a dairy cow that has has died, like they'll take it and they turn it into product. But they had a, a John Deere skid steer, and I remember it. It's one of those I can't remember what size it is, but it's one of the ones where it's got the control valve underneath the you know that little plastic footwell. Mm-hmm. It's got the control valve with all the all of them. The um, it's not pilot controlling. It's got the electrical connectors. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't remember, one of the functions wasn't working, so I'm messing with the the harness and just having to dig all that stuff out of there. Like, it's it's pretty bad. And then, like, it needed, it ended up needing that that harness on the control valve because mm-hmm. it was a bunch of, like, broken corroded wires. And I asked the guy, I was like, hey, can you, um, can you guys pressure wash this? Like, he's like, yeah, we'll have a crew come out and do it. So the part came in, you know, a week or so later and I go back out there and like that thing was terrible. And I, I, t- I remember texting the boss and I was like, Hey, I, uh, they haven't watched this yet. I'm not doing that. She's like, how bad is it? And I'm like, you want me to send you a picture? Yeah, it was. Bad. Well, and plus it sat for like a week. So that shit even got, got even worse. Yeah. Like th- this place was so bad that like, or the machine was so bad that like, I mean, they tried to keep the place clean, but you just can't, you'd go to step on the step and you'd like slip cause it was so greasy. From oh, oh God. <laughs> ah. Like I, they had a, it was, um, it was like a, a hoof. 
like stuck you know where the bucket like the bucket tilts you know it was like stuck right between the arm and the bucket tilt like it it was bad i was like hey you guys got to move this hoe here and then they had um they had a john deere backhoe that they used to stir the guts and i remember the first time he said that he's like stir the guts i'm like did you say guts he's like yeah there's a big you want to go see no i don't but they were looking they had an old an old case loader and he's like yeah we're Thinking about buying a John Deere loader, I was like, "Cat will probably give you a way better deal than we can." So I would buy the cat loader. I mean, it was just a joke. I think they. And then you went to work for the cat dealer. So. <laughs> I think they did end up buying the deer, but oh, it was terrible. But actually, their um, backhoe had that. You ever run into that problem with those those deer backhoes where you couldn't get the oil filter off? Mm-hmm. Theirs had that, and I remember. And you sliced your hand open, right? Yeah, I still have the scar from that. I, I might have a picture. I'll see if I can send you. Yeah, a you end up having to change the whole housing. Yeah, because it's just I don't know if it was a certain serial number break or what, but you just cannot get the oil filter off. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another place. It's actually at the Port of Stockton. They um, they do cement powder. Oh they yeah. They get a a ship comes in and they stick like an auger in and it gets the cement, but they can't get it all out. So they lower. They were five five forty fours. They lower one into the ship and they push the cement to the auger and everything is just covered in powder and is to i actually have a picture i got there right in time when they're like taking it off the ship i was able to take a picture of it it's pretty cool it's like hanging in the air from the crane but that place was pretty bad like that it didn't stink or nothing but you'd be covered in that cement powder and it's just you know how fine that stuff is it's, yeah dries your skin out it's like walking through caliche powder it would get in west texas what about you, Joe? I um I'm racking my brain over here trying to think of terrible places that I've done service calls. And um, you know, yesterday I sent you a picture of it and then I posted it on Instagram. But right in the middle of downtown Dallas, they had this crane that's digging a hole in the middle of a street and lowering a bucket down and pulling it up and it broke down right there. So I'm in the middle of a two lane street in the middle of Dallas and uh yeah, doing a crank no start. I get there. There's a bot. It says no ether on the air filter housing, mm-hmm. and then they have a bottle of spray there. <laughs> and they called me. They go, "Hey, it won't even start on spray." I'm like, "Don't do that." <laughs> yeah. Well, besides the sticker saying that, but um, there's a the Trinity River. They do a uh, wastewater treatment mm-hmm. over there. I know what you're talking yeah. about. And uh, I was over there in Dallas, and it was like you were talking about where you go there and you could get nothing on you and you come back and you just smell like it. And uh, my, I even came home one time and my wife's like, why do you stink like that? And Bro, I'm like, you yeah. smell like you swam in a port <laughs> <Yeah>. potty. <laughs> but um, no, I, I was over there one time and I made the mistake of leaving my windows down uh, when I was working. <laughs> and I get back in my truck and I go to drive and I roll my windows up and turn the AC on because it's 100 degrees outside. And there's like a hundred flies in my truck Mm. and I rolled my window down and I'm driving down the interstate trying to get them to go out and everything, get home, roll my windows up. I come out the next day and there's still like three flies in there. So I had to clean out my service truck pretty good. uh, Yeah. But I ran that one through the wash because my service truck literally smelled like it. And then it started raining while I was there. So then I'm walking through that in the sludge and uh, on the yummy. So, so you being a truck guy, um, I was, you know, both of those stories, I wasn't working on trucks, either one. Well, I, this kind of just, it, it sparked that cause you being a truck guy, like you ever been underneath of a truck and found like roadkill? 
No, but this was another story that I wasn't sure I was going to tell, but because uh, it's not really my story. But oh, fuck it. Anyways, there's this. Uh, I'm at the Freightliner dealer. There's an older guy who they call him. Uh, he was pretty much just the transmission guy. He would get a you know, hey, this one needs a clutch. He'd have the transmission on the ground, the flywheel being cut in like an hour and a half, and then he'd you know he put it all back together and have it done by lunchtime. And, uh, anyways, he's, we're in there talking, telling stories, everything. He goes, the worst one I've ever came across. There's two of them. One of them, a lady jumped off a bridge and went through the windshield of a, uh, of a semi truck and it came into the dealer and, you know, of course it had supposedly been cleaned, but they got to go through and do all the body work and everything. And, um, <laughs> no he's like, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, he goes, the other one, uh, the worst one I found this, uh, this gentleman decided to essentially create a porta potty in his sleeper and, uh, oh, cut, cut a hole, hole in the floor. floor. Oh, yes. And, nice. uh, that's, that's... and the drive shaft decides to, uh, I don't know if you've ever over greased a drive shaft, a U joint and it slings grease everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's what the of that, poo look yeah. like. Well, he goes, I, they came in for a clutch, and I could smell it when I pulled the truck in, and then I rolled under it on my creeper, and uh, he goes, I'm not touching this thing. He yeah. said, you got to take it somewhere else. Yeah. What's that hole for right yeah. there? Oh. I've heard about those stories before. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've heard about them ever, as well. You ever watched uh, Trailer Park Boys? No. I, I tried. I, I can't. love that. That show is hilarious. I love that show. <laughs> but um, there's this, the one of the characters' dad, he's a, like a retired truck driver. And he's always like chunking bottles of piss <laughs> like out his window and stuff. And uh yeah, that's was a pretty common occurrence when you go to work on a sleeper truck. You roll up in the back and one of them it was, Hey, the sleeper uh air air conditioning or blower motor doesn't work or something. You get up there and there's like gallon jugs of piss on the floor. And you're like, Hey, tell the driver he's gotta clean this thing out because I don't want to work on this thing. Yeah. My so I'm not trying to stereotype, but like, but you're about to stereotype stereotype no. without even saying it. But like, where my dad used to work, these truck drivers would come in and they would have accents. That's all I'm gonna say. And my dad would walk up to them to like ask them, you know, what they need, and he would come up to them and like be like ten foot away from them, and he could smell them. Dude, body odor for truck drivers is the worst and, when you get a bad truck driver. And my dad's just like, I don't even fucking say nothing to him. I just tell him, get the fuck off my dock. Yeah. You know? There's, um, <laughs> well, there's, I feel like there's no in-between for truck drivers. You're either a slob or you're like the cleanest person ever. But um, luckily, I don't have very many of those customers. Those were more the dealership customers. More but, over yeah. the road, guys. Yeah. Well, they would come in and, um, you know, you have to roll the window down to get the shop, the truck into the shop, and then you'd have to roll the window up once you get it into the shop, so you don't have it smelling up the whole shop. Oh, man, but um, <sighs> well, besides the piss bottles, the other worst thing for working on trucks would be when they have a pet in their truck, and then they go, "Hey, my bunk AC is not blowing very hard," and you lift the sleeper bunk up and get to the HVAC box down there, and the filter is just covered in dog hair and you're like throw it away and go get a new one and you're like it's gonna clog up in five seconds and it's like what do i do just sit here and vacuum their entire truck out to fix their truck but 
I'd just, you know, push them out, let them, let them go. Here's your new filter. Yeah. I think uh, equipment operators kind of the same because your favorite crew, their excavator operator, like, I kind of felt bad for that guy. Uh, I love that guy. He had just cleaned out his machine and, like, I, I don't remember what, something broke on it. So, like, he had to get the other machine and then he cleaned it and then, like, something else happened so he cleaned like three machines yeah. in like a week yeah he's 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 a good dude but he's the kind of guy that operates with no shoes on uh he would if he could yeah. if, if he got a brand new machine that thing would stay brand new if it could yeah. i felt so bad because i had to do the blower motor in one of his one of the machines he and had just you got cleaned. it dirtier than he ever has yeah well because there was like it, it was at your favorite job site and it was like mud like and that stuff like sticks bad and like blower motor on a you know, on a 470, you got to like pull the seat out and it's like, you're in the cab. And I was like, man, I feel so bad. There's so much mud everywhere. But he, I mean, he wasn't mad because it was the one that made that stupid squeaky noise. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you had to sit and listen to this thing all day long, like I'd be yeah. pretty upset. But yeah, he cleaned like three machines in like a week. Shout out to Jose. Yeah, he don't listen, but you know, shout out to that guy because he's one of my favorite operators and he's actually new. He's, he's fairly new and yeah, he's... I always, you know, I got to go do something on his machine and pull up and he looks at me and shakes his head. What the fuck do you want now? You know, like that's, that's a good relationship. Um, yeah, man. I, yeah. He didn't I, even want to ask like that blower motor. He was like, I don't really want to, it works. I don't want to say anything. Yeah. yeah. But if you got to listen to that squeak for 10 hours a day, I mean, I don't blame you. Like, I think it was hitting something and it was just like making a really weird noise. Yeah. I, I was asking about the roadkill thing because, uh, when I worked for the repo company, some of the trucks had the dollies underneath. You know, not yeah, you know what a dolly is, right? Um, and I had one up on the lift, and like I could see this thing hanging down from the dolly mount. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I walk over there. It's a little raccoon arm hanging down. <laughs> I'm like, well, where's the rest of it? First of all, or did it just get its arm caught? Like, got rolled over and its arm cut off? You know. But that's all. That's the most I found, really. Uh, I did find an owl on a grill guard one time. Hmm. It uh, The driver got there at like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm still in bed. But they call me, and they're like, hey, this one's got a check engine light. The driver just pulled it into the shop, so it'll be here when you get here. And uh, oh. I, I get there, and I'm like, hey, there's a bird in your grill, rather large. And they go, oh, I've been in here all morning and haven't seen it. And I go and pull it out, and it's a big old owl did you know that at least one of the three of us are possessed by an owl i did not know that really who (laughs) steven i'm just kidding (laughs) i love that i saw a tiktok the other day and the guy's like really who and he just goes and like looks at him like you fucker i totally just got that (laughs) oh you (laughs) he fell for it he said, really, who? <laughs> you, <laughs> apparently. Uh, you got any other topics you want to talk about, Steve? This is your show. Yeah, there was something that I totally just forgot. <laughs> well, you got it written down. I, no, it wasn't that. Oh. oh. Well, I don't remember. Joe, topics? I do have a topic. You mentioned it earlier, um, but the old number two. How? Uh, l- l- let me say this. I think it's underrated if you have a regular poo schedule because I have got it down. And uh, 
oh, I can't tell you the last time I've had to make an emergency pit stop, but I don't know if my body's just like, I know when you're home, and when you're home, we're going. And then everywhere else, I'm not trying to find some hole in the wall or a porta potty or anything like that. So I haven't had to, you know, ate the wrong tacos too many times and, and had to go in an emergency. But what about you? So actually, now that we talk about this, I my phone's being really slow. I'm trying to find Brian Furness. Uh, he's the... Uh, D, D, uh, diesel and iron, yes, sweating, guy. sweating, uh, sweating grime. Sweaty I keep wanting to say boys. sweating iron, and I can't find him now. God damn it! Uh, he he says it perfect in this video. If I can find it real quick, I'm trying to hurry. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Quicker, quicker, Here we go. Quicker. Here we go. So listen to this if it'll play. To go out onto a job site in a hundred degree weather somewhere, and I want you to find a porta john that hasn't been cleaned in two weeks and is piled high. And I want you to go in there, I want you to drop trowel, and I want you to take a long poop and think about life. And if you're okay and you're comfortable doing that, if you can accept that that's going to be part of your daily life, then you might have what it takes to be a construction worker. You might have what it takes to be in the excavating industry. If not, you probably should look elsewhere because this is just a reality of the job. Number two, if you don't drink Monster or you don't like Monster, you need to change your ways. It's a little known fact that 90% of the job sites out there are fueled on Monster and garbage junk food. <laughs> so if that's not uh, a, an accept it keeps freezing anyway you get the idea the uh facebook post the other day is a thousand percent true though which one the whole i'm gonna start eating better oh yeah <laughs> and your wife's like bucky's or, or water burger yeah i you know qt and all subs got my heart but yeah she was right on that one i don't really eat water burger anymore i'm kind of burnt out on that shit we've been on a uh Y'all in and out boys? No, me and me and Steve here, we've been on a barbecue kick or uh Pope Yes Popeyes. <laughs> you ever see that video? Pope I Yes. That I have I'm yours. over here at the Pope Yes. It's good. That's what she said. <laughs> so I you will ever... tell you this though, I'll go out of my way to get some barbecue. Uh boy, yeah. I wanted I... to go to that there's a barbecue place where that same crew we were just talking about, yeah, they moved yeah, yeah, I got you. There's a barbecue place down there, and I wanted to go get it, but I didn't have time. Y'all need to come with me. They're only open on Fridays or Saturdays. Um, I wait. keep trying to get you, but yeah, I know. So we were talking about poo stories, and then I oh, brought yeah. up Brian. Did you ask me something? Got any? Uh, yeah. Let's just say, are you a? Do you have a regular schedule? Let's that's right. That. That's right. No, no, <laughs> I don't. And you're it's getting old. Frustrating sometimes. Uh, I never have. Just because I've been a field service tech for so long, I can't make a schedule. But I've had, you know, lots of times where getting a close pinch. calls, close calls, man. Um, the worst is when you're like, you know what? I've got 45 minutes and I can make it and I know exactly where I'm going to go. I'm going to be safe. And about halfway through, then you're like, I do not have 45 minutes. Where you're stiff legging, you got the cruise control on and you're stiff legging <laughs> the floor trying to because you got the worst cramps oh my god yes i've done it uh but i've i've been pretty lucky knock on wood um <laughs> i was um i was at the deer dealer in, in california and i remember i had to go real bad and there was a dairy we used to go to like all the time 
I wasn't going there for a call. I was going to one down the road, but I knew where their bathroom was. So I just drive in there, you know, use it. And I come out of the bathroom and the owner of the dairy is like, hey, what are you doing here? Who called you? I was like, oh, nobody. I just really had to use your bathroom. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. Like, he's super cool about it. Like, we, he was a regular customer, so we probably went there once a month. So he he knew all of us. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. But, so it's better than the uh, gas station on the corner. Yeah. So you ever, like, this might sound terrible, but you ever walk into a port john and, like, sometimes they have the lid open and you just see, like, a big pile, but there's no toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> Joe's gonna fucking die over here. <laughs> that that happened to me the other day. Like I go in there and like the lid's just open and you <laughs> just can't help but look at it. And you're like, Where no, the, where'd the paper go? I try not to look. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> no. I'm I'm laughing because I do know this scenario. And uh the worst part is there's a scrapyard that I do work for. And it's it's that way. And I remember last year, it's, you know, 105 out. And I get in one of those scenarios where I'm like, all right, it's a make or break. I guess I'm just going to do it while I have a chance. And you go in there and you're just like, I could have passed. I'd rather, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd rather just uh, go make a mess somewhere else. But <laughs> I, I think we should stop talking about poo stories. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've got some funny stories, man. Like one of my favorite stories is the one that you told me. It reminded me because you just talked about the dairy, the time you worked on the wrong machine. Uh, I think it was loader, right? I'm trying to think when you told me about it. It was like a 444 or 544. Oh, yeah. So I was still in the shop at the point um, at the John Deere dealer, and they they were like, it was a it was a 444, but it was like an older one. It didn't have the cooling package, you know. It had the hard, like the hard nose, you know, like the mm-hmm. older style J, I think. But it needed a ring gear because the starter wouldn't engage, and the uh, not the server. He was like the our shop lead. He's like, "Oh yeah, go get the four forty four and do it." So I go out there. There's only one. No, 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 no. You were you actually went to the dairy and oh, you called oh, the guy. Oh. But you can tell that story too. Yeah. Why not? Fuck okay. It. So the first one I was in the shop, and. I, I pull the, you know, need to pull the engine because you got to do the, the ring gear. So I get in the shop. There's only one out there. I pull the engine, whatever. Didn't look at the work order. And then. You pull an engine? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the deer engine, it's an older one. And they're not, I mean, it was only like two hours. But it really wasn't my fault because I'm like, he's like, he looked at the work order and he's like, well, you pulled the wrong engine. I'm like, well, you didn't give me the work order till after. And plus, it needed work anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But. Yeah, I just pulled the wrong engine, but it was all right because it needed work. And oh, but the other one is there was, it was um, the four forty fours, and they have those, those lines for the brakes, but they're on the outside of the axle. You know, they're under those stupid covers. They're sure. like, they're a pain in the butt. But so there was like three dairies. They're they're in Modesto. They're right on one thirty two. But there's like three of them. They're all I think I think two of them are brothers and one of them's cousin. But they called and they like, hey, it needed. It's leaking out of those brake lines. So I get there, and I'm, like, looking at the brakes. I'm like, I don't see anything wrong. And then the operator comes, and he's running it. And I'm just like, okay, I'll let him run it, and I'll see if maybe there's an oil trail. I'm like, I don't see anything wrong. So I call the customer. I said, hey, man, your operator's running this machine. 
and I don't see anything wrong with your your brakes. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm looking right at this machine, and there's nobody running that machine. I'm like, I'm standing right here <laughs> looking, and they're running this machine. And he's like, where are you at? And I was like, oh, I'm here. He's like, that's my brother's dairy. I'm like, oh, sorry. I'll be. It was like it was like a half mile, so it's not like I was like on the other side of town or anything. I was like, oh, sorry, I'll be right there. Because <laughs> it was like one was on the corner, one was like down the road, and the other one was like down the road a little bit more. They they all had, and the serial numbers were real close. So like they were all the same vintage machine. But Jesus Christ! It's like whoops! I've never done this. I'm just kidding. I've done that too. Yeah, I I ended up selling because it was the same company, but they were in like two completely separate fields, and I ended up selling parts on the one that I accidentally looked at. It was like a ninety five twenty that I need to look at, and I see the logo and start looking at this thing, and the guy's like, "What are you talking about? Like you came out there for something completely different, you know?" And I'm like, "I'm looking right at it. It's got your logo on it," and I look at the 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 machine number is a 9530. I'm like, oh my God, I just look at the completely wrong machine. <laughs> He's like, well, since you're there, you know, it, you found something. Let's go ahead and get that repaired too. I'm like, sweet, dumbass. So one of the other topics, which was, it relates to this, is like one of my biggest mess ups. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like parts wise, but it was labor wise. So I had been working at the, the John Deere dealer, uh, probably a couple months, not very long, but somebody brought in a set of, it was just one track from like a, oh, like I know a the 350 story. or like a 450 crawler. You know, the ones with the, they call them alligators, yeah, you know, alligator teeth. the bolts go through and then they, they screw into the bottom. Well, all the bolts were broke off. So he wanted new, um, master link. Yeah. So it's like half a link on one side, half a link on the other. So I do one side, unroll the tracks, you know, whatever. So I pull them out of my bay. And then I flip, I spin the tracks around, but I spun them and then I flipped them, not realizing it. And I pushed it back in. So I put one of the links on upside down, <laughs> not realizing that one was, and then I rolled it back up. You know, I didn't put them on the machine, so I didn't notice it. And then it went out and the guy was doing this on a Sunday. So I guess he calls like all mad. And the, the on-call guy had to go out there. It was like a nine hour day on a Sunday <laughs> to fix this mess up. And then the next on Monday, you know, I didn't find out till Monday and. I went to the on-call guy, and I was like, hey, man, I'm really sorry about that. Like, you messed up your Sunday. He's like, I got nine hours of double time. I don't care. <laughs> he, he didn't care, but, yeah, it was like I put the one, the, the bolts go through. I put it on upside down somehow, so he went to wrap the tracks, and it was upside down. He was pissed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, this is quite the episode. Well, the first part was pretty boring, I guess. Yeah. Um do we got anything that we need to wrap up? Yeah, so I'm trying to build this YouTube channel. Oh, well, that's... Hold on. Oh, you sorry. wait on that. Sorry. Well, that's going to be the end, but we're at hour and 55 minutes, basically. Shall we wrap her up? Let's do it. Um, Steve, I know we probably have more stories and probably have to have you back on. I think we're going to have you on my other podcast, too. I think it'd be fun. If you ever get the time to come out. Yeah, it's busy. Uh-huh, whatever. Um yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Joe, we already know where to find you at. Uh, so let's talk about this real quick, and then we're going to wrap it up. YouTube. So um, as Stephen Cox put it last week, like I'm not trying to quit my job or anything, but like if you could just make enough money to pay your rent or pay your car payment. you know. So that's all I'm, my thought is 
trying to build this YouTube channel, like just to make a little bit of money on the side. Um, you got to get to like a thousand subscribers to start like monetizing, and I'm at like eight hundred and something now. I show you like every day too, like yeah, look, like, I got look, three I got more, three more, because I think you're a little bit behind me, but I'm trying to do it. So rubbing it in your face, yeah. Uh, it's all right. Just trying to build a YouTube channel. I got like merch and stuff, so I'm not have very much stuff. But I just do videos about you know tools and sometimes like work stuff if if it permits, because like you know sometimes we can't film because there's or he likes to make joke videos like me, and then people get all mad like you can't do that. Yeah. Or it's like that for a reason. Blah blah. Like you guys are fucking stupid. Or like the best one is like you're doing it wrong. Like on that 850. Those bolts for the we couldn't get the bolts out of the. Oh, so you the put your little, line. yeah. yeah. And the guy's like, "You're doing it wrong." And I'm like, "I'm just showing you how I do it." Like it's quick and easy. Yeah, but anyway, so that so what is it? Oh, it's Jason and Sons Garage on YouTube and Instagram. It's just a what? Oh, oh, it's a name that I've had for a while. We, I kind of started to do this when we were in California, and I had like a really cool like garage set up, kind of like what you got here. Small warning: Do not go back and watch some of his older videos because yeah. there's one the of a chicken. Oh yeah! <laughs> so we used to do a lot of stuff in Hawaii, like farming and stuff, and we did uh, we raised our own chickens for for meat purposes. So I, I filmed it, but I edited a lot of the bad stuff out. So are you squeamish? But still, no, I just I am a big animal lover, so just any like some the thing that pisses me off I'll be cruising through Instagram you know you hit the little magnifying glass and you kind of go see what everybody's posting or what's new you, you know what I'm talking about and every so often you'll see the zebra getting attacked by fucking alligators and drug into the water and shit and I'm nature like, is metal yeah the well those pages and I just I can't like I feel so bad it kills me I'm I'm I'm, I'm I just love animals anywho I think we should wrap this up. Why, why are you looking at me like I'm a puss? <laughs> kind of obvious. So it's a chicken. It's a chicken. It's for, it's for food. <laughs> Even though I love chicken strips. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you eat Popeyes the other day. So. Yeah, Popeyes. I, yeah, I murdered that <laughs> shit. I ran a train on them motherfuckers. No, 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 no. Just kidding. <laughs> Hashtags uh, role models. Have you seen that movie, Joe? Role models. Role no. models. I don't remember. It's got I Sean, think so. Sean William Scott and Paul Rudd, and like they get in oh, trouble, yeah. and he's like, they gotta watch this kid, and he's like, I'm gonna run a train on them chicken fingers. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna close this thing up. We finally got Stephen on. You know, I built him up. Uh, he was gonna be a badass on the podcast, and he kind of let us down. It sucked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was fun. Second Stephen in a row. I like the bullshit with this guy. He tells funny stories at work and always entertaining me. I am going to share the video for your shout out, the one where I'm laying on the creeper. Oh, yeah. Work Do harder. all the work. Work harder. And I'm laying on the ground. I need you to hurry up, please. Oh, yeah. I was talking those wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you guys can find me on all social. I fucked that up. You can contact me, certifiedwrenchpodcast at gmail.com. I added the <clears throat> PayPal link to my LinkedIn for the certified wrench. You know, if anybody's LinkedIn, looking. LinkedIn, Linktree. What did I say, LinkedIn? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, Anyway, Linktree, the certified wrench Linktree. You can find the website, PayPal, merch, all the social medias, uh, and 
like the top iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff where to listen. Even though if you're listening to this, then why would you need that to figure out where to listen, right? Whatever. Anyway, I put the PayPal link up there because I'm looking to replace a soundboard and stuff. And if anybody wants to make donations, but I keep getting told to start a Patreon. But Patreon takes work, right? Yeah. And people want to see stuff. Special. Special stuff. I don't have any special stuff. I record this on TV or video. Got the podcast. What other special things can we do? Ask for suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could take like, I told you, take like pictures like. You like holding a wrench in a yeah. special way, <laughs> like, but it'd probably be like a like a twelve millimeter or something, yeah. you know. But uh, sounds more like the OnlyFans page. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll look into it. But like, I mean, if anybody wants to donate a dollar or like Joe over here, he donated ninety nine cents and told me not to spend it all in one place. <laughs> uh, anything helps because uh, the soundboard I'm looking to upgrade to because the Bluetooth keeps dropping out on this and I don't know why. Um, so I'm looking to upgrade to a Rodecaster Pro 2, or if somebody just wants to buy it for me. <laughs> just kidding. It's very expensive. And uh, anyway, uh, Facebook, Instagram, blah, 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 TikTok, YouTube. Check out the YouTube. I've been trying to blow it up too, like old Steve over here. Uh, make some money on that possibly. Uh, if you guys want to hit up the merch line, everything helps from that too. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. You got anything? Joe's Black Flag Services, Instagram, and you can see it on a shirt. I'm about to order some more shirts, so everybody who's been hitting me up wanting one, I should have some more here shortly. You gonna sell them? Yeah. Are you? I sold one to your buddy, uh, your buddy guy, Ben. Ben. Uh, Oh, in England? I had to send it to a P.O. box that's kind of delivered, so. Oh, yeah, me and the wife did a fun little video if you guys want to go check it out on YouTube. Uh, the audio kind of sucked. Yeah, the audio sucked because I used the shotgun mic, a cheap one. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, a fellow named Ben Sterry, he's actually going to be a guest on, on the podcast very soon. Um, he sent us over some snacks and drinks and stuff from the UK. I guess they're British classics, as he says. And we sat down and made a video and tried them out. And the, some of the shit was really good. Some of the stuff I was like, ooh. But... Not for your American taste buds. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to return the favor. If anybody has any suggestions. Send them some water burger. Some water. Well, I'm going to go to the I'm gonna go to the place with the, the beaver, and I'm going to send them some <coughs> beaver nuggets and stuff like that. Anyway, I'm dragging this out. Let's close this thing up. Thank you guys for watching and listening, and uh, thank you, Steve-O, for finally coming on. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I will... Patreon. I could do the Patreon. We can make stupid videos together and be like, uh, this is Steve and he fucks off a lot. And yeah, yeah. just put your Snapchat videos on there. No, no. Well, they got a lot of logos in them. So. Yeah. I, well, I don't have Snapchat, but you always save them and send them to me on yeah. my text messages. I, that would be some quality content. No. It would be. I, I do some pretty good shit on Snapchat. But anyway, you guys are the best. We'll catch you next time. Peace. You guys going to say bye? See ya. See ya. <laughs>